With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TA KO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Week 17 plus one. That's all we've got left of the 2019 NFL regular season. That plus one is later on tonight with the Vikings entertaining the Green Bay Packers. Boy, were things entertaining yesterday in Philadelphia as the Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you today by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you, Bucky. The Dallas Cowboys fail to grasp mm. the NFC East. There is still hope for them in a scenario where they could win the division, but they had an opportunity to clinch the division, and once again, the Dallas Cowboys let it slip through their hands, falling to the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday, 17-9. Yeah, very disappointing performance uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. If you're a Cowboys fan, you have to be upset uh, with the fact that everything was lined up for you to just go into Philadelphia, take care of business, win the division, roll into the postseason, and maybe be one of the dark horse contenders going in. And, I, and I'm going to say this. like I, I thought Dallas had 
rediscovered their recipe when they knocked off the L.A. Rams. I thought they finally figured out this is the way that you have to win games, run through Zeke, defense playing better. And the performance that they put up on Sunday was about as bad as one as I've seen in a long time. Not only were they outplayed, they were outcoached. I mean, this is a Philadelphia team that had Carson Wentz and <laughs> – I mean, as we look out, uh-huh. as we're we getting look into out, it. Well, as, right. we, as we look out the door of Fox Sports Studio, like him and a couple other <laughs> vagabonds him that were playing. This guy with beard, <laughs> and like, he's got the old uh, I mean, Apple earphones, no AirPods, I, still with the cord. I mean, That's I mean, who it's him just, is. It's just unbelievable that they were able to pull that off. And so, this is an indictment, not only the personnel, but man, the coaching staff, failing to put put together a game plan. And then their players tapping out in critical moments. Ezekiel Elliott not in the game on a fourth down situation that was cru- crucial. Uh, Amari Cooper and Randall Cobb out of the game the last drive. To me, I, I just don't know what to make of the Dallas Cowboys. Well, that leads me to this point. is I think that the Dallas Cowboys reflect what we have in American politics. Mm. And I'll say this, because those that were for Jason Garrett's dismissal those who don't think that Jason Garrett should be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys have enough ammunition in that three-hour window yesterday to show that he should not be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. You go to the other side of the aisle, Dak Prescott shouldn't be getting a long-term contract extension. Oh, Dak Prescott's not get, not the quarterback of the future. They they have – no, Bucky, they have their ammunition – from yesterday's game. They do. It's what we get in politics. I, I was talking to the guys before the show. The Jeffrey Epstein situation, in and situation is, is probably not the best word to use, but his scandal, Republicans sit there and say, look, let's see all the information of him and the Clintons. What do all the liberals and Democrats say? All right, let's get the Trump Epstein. Like Nobody is admitting that their side is wrong, mm-hmm. but they will admit that the other side are idiots and at fault. And that's what you have with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Dak stunk yesterday. It may have been the shoulder, but he was not on, on his throws. It doesn't give him a pass for every other game, and it doesn't say, like, mm-hmm. well, that's the one-off. He was not good when they needed it the most. The coaching staff was not good when they needed it the most but you see these people traveling in lanes that one side is throwing bombs at the other side not accepting any fault for who really is at fault and what you said at the beginning it was bad all around it was bad all around and you're right all the ammunition is there like if you weren't a Dak supporter the game yesterday was the one to point to and say see I told you I told you you couldn't get it done regardless of whether he was playing with a hurt shoulder a fractured thumb or whatever like that's not Uh, What people want. When you line up and play, you suit up and play, people expect outstanding performance. And they didn't get that. And it wasn't only Dak. It was Amari Cooper with the drops. And Mm -hmm. Jason Witten. Why is Jason Witten out there playing? Jason Witten Witten needs to come and and, and sit beside us. Like, we can put Jason on the other side because he is a shell of himself, a shell of the former player that used to be a dominant player. And, man, I mean, there's just so, so much blame to go around for the Dallas Cowboys. But you're right. Whatever side you are on, Whatever side of the aisle you were on prior to the game, man, you have all of the evidence you need to support the case that you really feel strongly about. What Bucky doesn't realize is Jason Witten will come in here, and we're going to put you on a scooter, and you're going to have to do the show <laughs> through the Fox Sports Radio hallways and give your takes yeah. and just drive back and forth past our window here in I Southern mean, California. Geez, for sure. Let's go down to the Bucky Mobile. The uh, So the Cowboys, they do still have a chance, but let's be realistic for what they put forth 
yesterday, uh, there's not much of a chance. The Eagles with a win against the Giants can wrap things up. This was Jason Garrett talking about yesterday's defeat at the hands of the Philadelphia Eagles. Unfortunately, we didn't get the job done, and we all have to own it. I have to own it. The coaching staff has to own it. All the players and staff members have to own it and uh, give the Eagles credit, uh, and now we have to go forward. Uh, unfortunately, we don't control our destiny anymore, but we do control our opportunity next week against Washington. So uh, we'll get back in there. We'll we'll clean up this game. We'll get our eyes forward. We'll try to do our part uh, and finish up the season the right way. A lot of coach speak. A lot of coach speak in that. You think? Uh, uh, I don't think so. I think you try to take ownership of it. Look, they didn't get it done. Like, uh, try and keep their eyes forward because they have to focus on the Washington Redskins game because they still have a chance because – who knows, this team that we saw from the Philadelphia Eagles that played against the Dallas Cowboys and all the people that we saw limp off, it's a very real possibility that they play the New York Giants and they lose to the Giants. And if the Cowboys win, the Cowboys go. Well, and, and, and I, there, there, there could be a possibility. And I know the Giants put a 41 in overtime yeah. and win against the Redskins. But that also leads to your point of what was so bad about yesterday. The game shouldn't have been even. The game, the Cowboys shouldn't have been in a situation where they needed the Eagles to miss two 50 plus yard field goals to give them field position for them to actually get their own points. It never should have come to that point. And I think that's what is so disappointing. And if you look at the if you look at the history of this team, when you see where they are in big games, unfortunately, Bucky, there's not a lot of ammunition for Cowboys supporters to support their team. Last week's game against the Rams that you talked about didn't matter it really didn't like it was all going of what was happening in week 16 as they were running over the rams in week 15 the message was still well they just have to get this done and if this cowboys team shows up in week 16 then look out well it didn't and that's the biggest problem it shouldn't have been a one possession game for dallas yesterday no it shouldn't have been it should have been a one possession game the game should have been one where if you you look at it on paper the dallas cowboys were the superior team based on the players that were available and for whatever reason, they didn't play the game the right way to get it to the point where their talent could overwhelm the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, th- this is a situation where in these big games, your biggest flaws are exposed. And the Cowboys were exposed. All the flaws, coaching, uh, inconsistent performance from the players. Uh, say if you want to throw Dak in there and what his ceiling may be as a player. All of those things were there. And so if I'm Jerry Jones and I'm sitting around looking, Man, where where do I even begin to to start the rebuilding process? Because there's a lot of work to Let, do in Dallas. Let's hear from the Cowboys owner after yesterday's loss. It is a very meaningful game because of the, the circumstances within the league. And uh, uh, we've uh, uh, had times this year a lot when we didn't play uh, as well as we wanted to play, but uh, uh, we had in mind stepping back up here and getting on a run and uh, uh, having some good things happen. This is a, a disappointing setback for that locker room and for all of us, and I know it is for the fans. Yeah, the fans definitely. And as we started out the the show, Bucky, talking about what side are you on? Are you on the it's Jason Garrett's fault? Is it Dak Prescott's fault when really it's everyone's fault? I'm I, I'm more supportive of Dak for what he has done because Dak is also going to be there. Dak is not going to leave Dallas. There's enough on the table to warrant him to be back and to get paid the money that he's going to get paid. So I'm all on Jason Garrett. And I know that Kellen Moore is the one who's calling the plays, but you brought up the third and one play. And I know Zeke got dinged up. An option play on third and one. So, and, and like the like the like the fumble is the fumble is is adding fuel to the fire because it wasn't a bad pitch. He lost it in the pile. 
But that play was going nowhere, which then ended up causing the fumble. That, to me, is more of an indictment on Jason Garrett and what the coaching staff did than anything. Or oh, just too cute. Like yeah. at some point, you just you look. We have better players than you. We're gonna line up. We're gonna mush you. Uh, I think a couple of things were exposed. Everyone has talked about this Dallas Cowboys offensive line and how dominant it's supposed to be. It didn't look dominant in that game. They couldn't run the ball when everyone in the stadium knew they were running. They couldn't push the Philadelphia Eagles off the ball. And at some point, we have to quit talking about reputation and really uh, call people for what they are and what they earn. And the Dallas Cowboys have not earned or warranted the kind of respect that we've given them when it comes to their talent. Their offensive line isn't nearly what it was just two years ago. Yeah, the the offensive line that we all love was Tyron Smith, Ronald Leary, Travis Frederick, um, Zach Martin, and uh, Doug Free. Yeah. Right? That was it. Free's gone. Leary's gone. Uh, You know, Frederick's had his troubles. Tyron Smith's been banged. I mean, like, yeah, it's not the same. Not Not the the same same anymore. Not the same low. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Packers and Vikings, week six. Are you excited for Packers-Vikings tonight, even though the Vikings uh, are down to their third I'm, string? I am. I, I, the reason I'm excited, I don't know what to make of the Green Bay Packers. I don't know how good the Green Bay Packers are. Like We're talking about a Green Bay Packers team that may end up with the number one overall seed in the NFC, and I, I still am uncertain about who they are, what they are, how they need to play. So this is a big game to me because Mike Zimmer's defense is going to test the character and the makeup um, of the squad. And in grand scheme of things, uh, yesterday's game in Philadelphia had much more on the line, obviously, for the Cowboys. Tonight's game, even if the Vikings win, Packers still in the driver's seat to winning the NFC North. And I want to wrap up with this. Welcome back, John Ramos. John was under the weather for the last a week or so, but he's back with us, back healthy today. It's so good to see him through the glass, so we're happy to have John back. Coming up next, we dive in to more of the debacle yesterday in Philadelphia and actually what it may mean for the winning team. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRat.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRat.com sports. TireRat.com, the way tire buying should be. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you and yours. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer. Jordan Thomas spreading Christmas cheer on the Doug Gottlieb show tweeting in well more Dallas talk get ahead to the Christmas music station now I blame Bucky Brooks for that no the, the uh, I'm gonna blame Bucky you know what this is what we'll do we'll mask it we won't even say that it's Cowboys talk we'll just say it's NFC East talk or Philadelphia Eagles talk why not perfect segue as our next guest is our Fox Sports Radio and Sirius XM NFL insider. You can also hear him on Inside the Birds podcast. Adam Kaplan joins us again here on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Adam. How are you? Guys, good to talk to you. Yeah, and uh, Bucky and I were talking on Saturday about kind of this matchup, uh, the, the Eagle-Cowboy matchup and others, and Certainly, it's been an interesting weekend uh, that we just had here, and we've got obviously one big one game tonight. Yeah, and I want to start with the Panthers and Colts. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but wait a minute, that's not on my agenda. My my read sheet here. What are those? Oh, I was kidding. Uh, should this game have been a, a one possession game yesterday? I mean, are we are we are we giving the Eagles enough credit for what they did against Dallas? I, I mean, look, I was I was at that game last night, and. What, what's, and I told people, I thought, we'll know who's going to win the game within the first 10 minutes, and the Eagles won the first 10 minutes, and they dominated. Now, you make a, you make a good point here. I, I don't think the game was as close as the score would indicate. Um, it, quite frankly, they would have lost by two scores if uh, Miles yeah. Sanders decided to score and, and not kneel down, which is the right thing to do, give the rookie credit. The Eagles really dominated, but I would tell you the Cowboys, uh, certainly their coaching staff helped the Eagles. Uh, they did not really attack the Eagles very weak group of corners, which have been much maligned this season. Um, they didn't really pressure Carson Wentz. I give Wentz a lot of credit. He played very well. He continues to improve. But I thought overall the coaching job by the, the Cowboys was not really up to standard. And so many players did not show up. And then, you know, I'm in the locker room, and I couldn't believe what Amari Cooper said. They basically took him out of the game, and he didn't, he, he didn't seem to be satisfied with the explanation. Uh, the word coming from the Cowboys was that was just part of the rotation, but... 
when you're when you're behind, why in the world are you pulling Amari Cooper when you need to score? I, I just don't understand that. You know, it, it, it's funny, Adam. You you talk so much about the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff and the ineptitude that was displayed. I kind of want to focus on Philadelphia because I felt like that was one of Doug Peterson's and Jim Schwartz's best game when it came to just taking what they had and finding a way to get it done. I don't believe the Eagles can make a sustained run into playoffs if they make it, but do you believe Philadelphia Eagles fans probably feel better about the coaching staff and what they have? Because it seemed like they may have been cooling on Doug Peterson a little bit. Yeah, I think Bucky living here uh, and and doing radio here, I I would say that it is factual. they People are coming down, on, certainly on Jim Schwartz. Uh, not as much as on Peterson, but a lot of it's been on Schwartz. Uh, you're not very aggressive. Plays that wide nine front, uh, which is an outdated front. The only two other teams using one of them is the 49ers, but the 49ers play a different scheme in back of their D line. But a lot of people criticize it. Um, very passive front, not very aggressive. But here's what he did he disguised so well. That he, he he made Dak Prescott hold on the ball a lot, and I thought I thought Schwartz had one of his better games of the season, where he's had kind of an up and down season. And I thought the Eagles' coaching staff clearly outcoached the Cowboys. This is this this one came down to coaching, and I should have changed my pick. I, I picked Dallas because they had the better roster, but coaching matters to the National Football League. There's no better there's no better situation than in, in 2017. When the Eagles and, and quite frankly, Doug Peterson out coached Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl, and, and again, coaching is really, really important. Uh, and uh, Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug. I would just say that yesterday that the actual maybe two mistakes that Doug Peterson made ended up giving the Cowboys points or at least opportunities with the 50-yard field goal attempts. Like, yeah, the 55. Yeah, yeah. I, Dan, I was I couldn't believe it. I'm like, why would you do this? You're up 11. Punt the football, pin them down, and make them go the the, the whole field. You're, it, again, it would have taken a touchdown, a two point conversion, and a field goal at that point uh, for them to tie you, and then obviously two touchdowns to beat you. So I thought that was a mistake. Fifty uh, five yard field goal, by the way. Now I'll tell you, being there, the conditions were really good, uh, but Jake Elliott is not since he signed his contract extension. He's missed some kicks. I was very surprised, quite frankly, and I'll tell you, Doug Peterson. Unlike his mentor, Andy Reid, is actually really good at time management. Andy's a terrific coach, but the one area where you could criticize Reid uh, is in time management. is not been a strong point, but for the most part, Peterson's been really good in that area. Yeah, I, and just one other, sorry, mm-hmm. Bucky. Mm-hmm. The other thing with Doug Peterson in coaching, and Bucky and I talked about the third and one play, I, I, I couldn't imagine what Doug Peterson would have drawn up on that play. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I mean, and, and like that to me was indicative of what we had yesterday. Like to see what the Cowboys did and what maybe would have happened if Doug Peterson was in that situation. Says all you need to know about the outcome of that game. Yeah, some of the play calling. The, there was one other play, by the way, that I criticized. I had a little issue in a, uh, with Peterson, but overall, he still coached a very good game. Now, Dallas, I, I don't look. They they got dominated time position. I know the fans wanted Ezekiel Elliott to get the football. I get it. But if you're going to beat the Eagles, you don't run it. They have one of the top run defenses. You throw the football and you keep throwing. But some of the calls, I mean, it just were very odd, and the rotations were odd. I thought Kellen Moore, who, by the way, has been a, and I've, I've talked to people at the league, they really think he's done a nice job. This was not one of his better games. And this is, to me, where the head coach, Jason Garrett's got to get more involved and say, hey, wait a minute, I'm the coach here. We're, we're keeping these certain players in there. We're going to spread them out. Philly's very weak at corner, and I just thought, again, the, the coaching was superior on, uh, in Philly, no question about it, for the Eagles. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I want to kind of turn our attention to the Pacific Northwest and the reports about Marshawn Lynch potentially joining the Seattle Seahawks. One, what could Marshawn Lynch offer the Seahawks at this point? He, he's an older player who hasn't played. And two, how desperate are the Seahawks if they need to dig in the craze to pull out Marshawn Lynch? Yeah, they're desperate because Bucky, they're, they're not going to have their top three running backs uh, for the playoffs. And that's C.J. Proceis broke his arm. Chris Carson uh, suffered a significant hip injury which may or not uh, you need surgery. And then, boy, for Rashad Penny, talking to the Seahawks, it breaks their heart. He was really coming on and then unfortunately tore his ACL, so he won't be back till the summer. Uh, they've got Travis Homer as a six-round pick who made the roster because he did well in training camp, and they were hopeful that he would contribute at some point this season. Now he's going to have to. He'll start this week's game. And with Lynch, I'm told by a source close to him that he has this history of being, when asked, to get in, pretty good shape very, very quickly. But to think that he's going to play this week, remember, he has not played a game, ironically, since they played Seattle when he was with the Raiders last year in the middle of October. So you're talking about 14 months since he's played in an actual game. He's in practice since uh, last December. And we've seen this with J.J., who the Eagles signed, um, who had not played for a year because he was coming back from ACL reconstruction. J.J. Uh, is not even playing for the Eagles right now, so you can't just expect a guy who's, who's been on ice to come in and contribute right away, I just don't think it's realistic. Uh, they do play Sunday night, but that's not really going to not really going to help them. They're only going to have three days of practice plus a walkthrough. It, again, he's going to—they're going to sign him as long, as long as he passes the physical. I'm expecting this to happen, but I can't imagine he's going to contribute very much this week. They may have John L. Williams for that game as well. That that could be <laughs> just a little old. Kurt, old bring Kurt Warner back to <laughs> Kurt Oh man, he—I tell you what, Kurt Warner, number twenty-five, big Penn State fan growing up, he was tremendous. But Kurt. Unfortunately, had his, his career cut back, uh, cut down by knee problems. Yeah, the kingdom turf can do it to you. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer. Taking a step back from the NFC, knowing what we know, we've got an NFC North showdown tonight with the Vikings and Packers, both teams in the playoffs, though. Legitimately, how many teams can make it to Super Bowl 54? Of what we have with the – I'll even put the Cowboys in there because there's still a hope. But of the seven teams and the six that will make the playoffs, how many do you think actually have a legitimate shot of getting to Miami? So, guys, if we were going to submit our picks right now for the playoffs, I, I would say that in the NFC I am going to surprise some people just because I think they're so good on both sides of the football. And I don't know why we don't talk about the Saints as being one of the NFL's best teams. We should be. Uh, I know people complain that they're not a great road team outdoors. Well, you know what? There's some truth to that, but they were great yesterday. They got off to a bad start, then just rolled uh, over the Titans, who really didn't need the game, but nevertheless, they tried to, they tried to win. I think, to me, that right now, they are the NFC's best team. I'm very concerned about the injuries that the Niners have on both sides of the football, but really in their secondary, they're not, their defense is not playing as well. I give them credit. That was a heck of a game Saturday night. What, what a game that was. But I am concerned, though they might have wind up having the number one seed. I'm still concerned. But get, having, having them get a bye is going to be paramount uh, for the first week, and they just got to get healthier. I would have thought Seattle could compete for it, but as we just outlined, they're, they're down three running backs and left tackled. By the way, Dwayne Brown won't play. Dwayne Brown will not be ready for the first week. He had, he had a meniscus trim. Uh, that's going to be a two- to three-week uh, three uh, sort of recovery. Then in the, NFC, the AFC, Baltimore's my team. I mean, I love what they're doing. I'm a little bit concerned about their defense. They're not, they're not dominant enough, but the team that people are sleeping on was my pick to make the Super Bowl before the season started. The Kansas City Chiefs have turned around their defense. That, that, I'm still going to go with Kansas City over Baltimore right, right now to make the Super Bowl. 
Wow, that is a bit of a surprise, and, but that defense is playing well. Yeah, and the other reason I bring it up is because I thought that we had a wide range in the NFC, but I'm not sure that we do. And I think it's more so in the AFC, just to what Adam was talking about. We, you know, we, we still don't know. Bucky said it himself to, to, to take his words. We necessarily don't know about Green Bay. Minnesota's a little dinged up. You just mentioned the 49ers. At one point, I thought, man, those NFC divisional playoffs are going to be amazing. Now I'm thinking. Two teams out of that conference maybe have a shot, and your point about the Saints is well taken. So that's why I brought it up. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's an interesting phenomenon. Hey, real quick, Adam, uh, the Patriots seem to kind of rediscover their playoff identity. Uh, Tom Brady played well, was efficient. The running game came on like game busters. Do you believe this is the only way they can play in the postseason to enhance their chances of winning another title? Yeah, and it's funny, Bucky. They've been trying to run it better with uh... – with a, with the, the Rex Burkhead now is a factor that he's got over a couple injuries and they're so bad at receiver other than Edelman. I mean they just don't have shouldn't have the talent. Not having Gronk has absolutely been a major issue for this football team. I've talked to teams that have played them and said, look, they don't fear anyone anymore. Gronk was the first guy they're going to stop. Edelman, they know he's going to get his catches, but I just don't think they're going to be. I don't think they score enough. I, I never want to es- underestimate Brady, especially Belichick. I just don't think they have enough firepower, and their defense has to play shut down. They they were not, I, you know, Buffalo. Buffalo. Did, I mean, they only scored seventeen, but I'll tell you what, they left some points on the field, and Josh Allen continues to miss throws that he's got to hit. He definitely has improved this season. I Buffalo's going to be that team, folks. It's going to be on the rise. They're terrific on defense. They're very well coached. They're going to get a couple good receivers next year. Next year, and I'll tell you what, they might wind up being a Super Bowl contender over the next couple of years. He's Adam Kaplan, NFL Insider here on Fox Sports Radio and Sirius XM NFL Radio. Find him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Hear him on the Inside the Birds podcast as well. Happy holidays, Adam. We'll do it again soon. Same to you guys. Thank you. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. We are in for Doug Gottlieb today, and I have, uh, I don't know how to say it, uh, Bucky, uh, not as excited about the holiday season. Why not? Dwayne Brown's out for the Seahawks. Oh, Chris Carson's out oh, for the Seahawks. You're, you're not excited Chad because Penny you're is out for the Seahawks. And now the San Francisco 49ers coming to town. I mean, it right now is over. Despite the Marshawn Lynch possible reunion. You said it's over. It, it is, you saw what happened yesterday against oh, the Arizona Cardinals. Bad matchup. It, wait a second. Wait a second. Bad matchup. I think over what the last four or five times up there, Arizona's won three or four. Of them. Yeah, when when Bruce Arians was the head coach, or when uh, you had some offensive firepower, they couldn't stop Brett Hundley on a late drive. They couldn't mm. keep Chandler Jones and the defense out of Russell Wilson's face. They had no other options. So when I bring up the point about to Adam Kaplan about who's realistic in the NFC. I thought that the Seahawks, with Chris Carson, with a, with a healthy offensive line, had an opportunity. And Jadevian Clowney sounds like he's going to play on Sunday night, returning from a mm-hmm. core muscle injury. With all of that happening, with all of those pieces, they could go anywhere and win. But without Carson, without Penny, even if Marshawn Lynch is in somewhat respectable shape, it's not like it would have been with those guys there. And now without Dwayne Brown, it's the offensive line that – Seahawks fans have loathed about for years and years yeah. and years. And that's that's the issue is now you've taken, you've opened the door for the 49ers and Saints to really grab the lead. You've opened the door for the Packers, heck, even the Vikings. But the Seahawks playoff hopes, uh, to me, now non-existent to advance to Miami because of what 
has transpired. Well, there certainly the odds are longer when you lose your top three running backs. That that doesn't help. Uh, you lose your left tackle, Dwayne Brown, who is a Pro Bowl caliber player, a guy who has solidified that left side, the blind side, uh, for Russell Wilson since he arrived from Houston. However, I, I, I will say this. I'm willing to go out on a limb. There's a path to victory for every team, and the Seattle Seahawks are very, very comfortable playing in these tight, low-scoring games. And so for them to win going forward, Pete Carroll has to stand up in front of the room. He has to talk to the defense and say, defense, we need you now more than ever. Here's how many points we can allow and still win and try and get that defense to play to a 17-point clip. If they do that, 20-24 can get it done. The Bengals still have enough talent to get 20 to 24 points. Every NFL team deals with injuries. so the, And it sounds very cliche. No one's going to feel bad for the Seattle mm-hmm. Seahawks, so I'm not putting it on them. And when you lose three running backs, that's hard to that's hard to recover from. Yeah. But there's also the point of this is a team that hasn't got after the quarterback this year. You yeah. made an offseason signing of Ziggy Ansah, who hasn't that's worked it. out. The Jadevian Clowney trade, the dominant performance that he had against the 49ers was in, in, in a prime time performance. I thought he's been really good against the run. He's not maybe not going to be there to get sacks. He's been okay. Their first round pick, LJ Collier, played five snaps yesterday. But yeah. five, like, so when you start to look at the overall makeup of them, it actually ends up going back to Russell Wilson, and I'll put it on Chris Carson's shoulders as well yeah. for why this team has success. And when you take away fifty percent of that, you're down to your what third string tight end. Jacob Hollister's been carrying everything. They are just so depleted that there's no way that they're a threat anymore in the NFC. Yeah, it's unfortunate that it's kind of happened like that. But I, I, I still give them a, a your path. A I would love to see that. This path must be just all in the arm and legs of Russell Wilson. Well, I mean, look, they, they can play good defense. They haven't played well, but they can. Uh, the best way to play great defense is to play with your offense, meaning they keep the ball away from the opponent. They drain it down. They kick field goals. Uh, and then when they kick it far enough, they keep them inside the 20, and then they eventually win the four-down the four war. If they do that, that is how they have to win. They have to think about scoring. If we can get up to 24 points, that should be good. What's positive from Marshawn Lynch? What, what, what do you say, like, this was – I'm glad we signed him for week 17. What is positive if you're the Seahawks and you bring in the, the uh, veteran running back? Marshawn Lynch is not brought in with week 17 in mind. Marshawn Lynch was brought in with the playoffs in mind. If they give him a, 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 a little smattering of some playing time against the 49ers, it's to get him ready to play in the divisional round. The Seattle Seahawks are loaded. They're loaded on defense. On offense, they're not as, they're not as great, but Marshawn, unless you want to give him every opportunity to kind of get it going. This is this is gonna be amazing. This team that was this is also a reason, and this should be noted, with the Ravens sitting everybody in week 17 because they have everything wrapped up. Realistically, for the Seahawks, next week's game against the 49ers in week 17 had everything on the line. But you play everybody in week 16 because you mm-hmm. still had home field advantage as yes. a possibility. You still had a first-round bye. They couldn't afford, but but when you look at the stakes of what is up now for next week, you maybe could have made an argument. And I think there's a reason why certain guys were held out yesterday mm-hmm. against Arizona. But Chris Carson ends up getting hurt. C.J. Procise getting hurt is not breaking news. It's been his entire career, so you, you knew it was a matter of time with that. Point is, is you're going to have, oh, geez, maybe when you look at what could have been and like what yesterday would have been, 
maybe you're kicking yourself a little. Oh, absolutely. You're kicking yourself. Like, you, man, you don't. I mean, to, to lose Chris Carson because of an injury, because yesterday's game in the grand scheme of things, now that you've lost him, it's changed. It's really altered your playoff hopes instead of just being like, well, maybe we could get a first round bye. That's, yeah, it, it certainly has changed it because you don't have an established running back who can command a double team, which gives you opportunity to push the ball down the field on one on ones. Yeah. Tyler Lockett was shut down yesterday yeah. against the worst pass defense in the National Football League. Yeah, they locked, did a good job of locking him up. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Find Bucky on Twitter at Bucky Brooks. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Coming up next, teams around the league are furious with this superstar player. We'll share it with you next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Continental tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. 
It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. It sure is. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug today. Today's show is brought to you by True Car, and sports information is vital, and it's no different when you're shopping for a car. That's why True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want, so when you're ready to discover, buy, or sell your next car, visit True Car. Uh, in the holiday spirit, Bucky, let's uh, let's bring in some of our friends and play a, play a game. How about that? Let's do it. This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Isaac Lohenkron joins us. Hello, Isaac. Hello, Dan and Bucky. Let's see. What game do we got today, Ramos? Big deal, little deal, no deal. Yeah, so you get to say if it's a big Mm. deal, little deal, or no deal, Bucky. Mm. On all these different scenarios. Mm. Okay, here we go. Starting with this. According to The Athletic, during free agency over the summer, Kawhi Leonard's uncle, Uncle Dennis... Mm. was asking teams for part ownership, a private plane with unlimited access, a home, and endorsement money from the team he signed with. Is this a big deal, a little deal, or no deal? I'm going to say it's a no deal because there was no deal when he asked for these demands. I mean, if, if it's not even a, allowed, I it's just it's absurd. It's a- Absurd? Yeah, it's really – what do you think? You don't, it's good you don't business? like perks? You think it's good business? I mean, I think I think it could be good business. It's almost like like look the talent that you are. I'm sure when you fly places, they put you in first class. He's just asking for like private like private jet <laughs> service. Yeah, uh, ownership of the team, partial ownership of the team. I it know could be one percent. I know there's ownership. minority ownership within the Lakers, but as Isaac said, it's not even allowed. But I, so uh, that's that's it's a no deal for me. It's like half my Christmas list is probably unrealistic. It's a, little, it's a little deal, like a little deal. It's like like having the Dan Byer show. Like then then having that is also it's unrealistic. Like, it's yeah. ownership. <laughs> ownership matters. <laughs> oh, all right, Isaac. What do we got next? All right, Terrell Owens was left <laughs> off the NFL's all-time top 100 team. Is that a Big deal, a little deal, or no deal? By the way, you both can have ownership in the Dan Byer show if you'd want. It's not, it, it, the, even if, if the NASDAQ is up, it may not get you much. Mm, uh, and access to one of those private scooters outside the building 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually listed the Dan Byer show on the uh, uh, New York Stock Exchange, and mm. my code was SUX. So I'm like, <laughs> what's up with that? You know, like, that, that's not that's not cool at no, all. Big deal, no. little deal, or no deal that T.O. got left the... All- Left off the all-time 100. This list. is a big deal. <laughs> this is ridiculous that T.O. wasn't included. If you put Randy Moss on there, Terrell Owens has to go look at their numbers. Their numbers are darn near identical. Uh, the fact that we don't like Terrell Owens continues to lead us to leave him off these, I guess, like these all-star teams or uh, preventing us from recognizing him for his greatness, it's a big deal for me. He should have been on that team. What I thought was interesting, because I've, I've watched every episode of these, I, I and I'm not just saying that because Bucky Brooks is an NFL Network I haven't team watched member, so like but I've, I've you, watched you every watched single one, and what surprised me the most was that, and it's no disrespect to Marvin Harrison, 
I can understand when a guy from the 1930s or a 1940s actually makes the list because of what they did during their time. When Steve Largent left the NFL, he held all of the records for the top records for receivers. So I understand why Steve Largent's on the list. To your point about Randy Moss being on the list and Terrell Owens being having comparable numbers, yeah, that, that, that's a good point. Marvin Harrison also made the list. And when you think of you know, the offense that Marvin Harrison played in, and you think of where T.O. ended up playing in at times, not necessarily even when you think no. of the things that T.O. No. did. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. I, I think people have to understand how great T.O. was. Like, T.O. was a dominant player on, on par with Randy Moss, if not superior in some aspects. I just believe he kind of gets the short end of the stick because people think about the off-field antics or what they perceive him to be as a teammate, and I don't think it's fair. Judge him by how he played and what he did on the field. Jerry Rice went to Oakland and had really good years. T.O. moved Jerry Rice aside. Absolutely. Right? Like, I mean, look, he only caught 20 balls on Jerry Rice Day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think true. about that. That's right, yeah. Dan Byday, I win an Emmy. <laughs> oh, uh, Dan Byday comes up this year. Yeah. yeah. Nice. January 32nd. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Has Jonas ever used that one on you? No. Give, you giving you a, uh, no. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. All right, Isaac, what else we got? January 32nd, right, by the way, right before Isaac Lohenkron did. (laughs) Mm. All right, Houston Texans head coach Bill O'Brien told reporters that he has no plans to rest any of his players in Sunday's regular season finale against the Titans, and we are playing to win. Is that Mm. a big deal, a little deal, or no deal? Uh, It's going to go a little deal into my column. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give you a big deal because you know what happened uh, a few years ago. The New England Patriots did this and they played, and I think Wes Welker tore his ACL in Houston. Yeah, in Houston. And so, if I'm the Houston Texans, I would be smart because you're already a little banged up. Your quarterback is dealing with a little nagging ankle injury. I don't know if I would keep my starters in there a long time. Do they hang banners for the knee injury suffered at Old Reliance Stadium now? Because (laughs) there are there are enough. That you yeah. could have, like you're not having Super Bowls up there. You could have room for room the for the, the West Welker, yeah, for the knee here. Clowny, yeah, like Clowny hurt his knee because of the junk grass that they had in there. I think it's a little deal for the simple fact of this. I know that we saw last year the Vikings go against the Bears. The Bears played the Vikings, uh, played their guys, even though Chicago was in. Mm-hmm. I still. The, the Texans do have a little bit to play for, but they're kind of set where they are. I know there could be a big risk, but I'm going to say little deal. Little deal, huh? By the way, let's hear it for the creativity of Dan Beyer. That yep. is one of the most creative ideas of all time. Beyer. Championship banners, but also banners <laughs> to commemorate devastating no. injuries occurring <laughs> just, in East. You know, I'm just saying for you know they, they don't have a lot to a lot to recognize, a lot to support. I mean, they're gonna put up like Can, a banner of the Durant Achilles tendon in Toronto. Com- completely separate topic, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna hijack here. Who do you think is the most recognizable? The 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 one player that you could pick as the Houston Texans player, the one guy. Who is it? Like if you had uh, the David Andre Carr, Johnson. Andre Johnson. It, <laughs> I think it's JJ Watt. Yeah. JJ Watt. Yeah, yeah, I do. He, he hasn't played. And like, I knew he, he was. I knew he was going to say Andre Johnson, but I really think it's JJ Watt. I I I know, but just for for the for oh, the impact. I, I, you know what? 
I, I should have known. You got that Badger sweatshirt no. on. <laughs> no. Like, that's unfair. I, no. I should have looked it's a golf up. Sweatshirt. I should have He wasn't on the golf team. It doesn't matter. He, he, he wasn't on the Bucky golf team. Badger over there. Let's... That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Andre Johnson did not make the NFL's list of top 100 uh, on the all-time top 100, but that wasn't surprising. No. I was surprised to see Marvin Harrison's name on there, though. I really was. I mean, I know, because like when you've seen Peyton Manning, everyone who has played with him have put up big numbers. No disrespect to Marvin Harrison. It's no. Just, it's different. No, absolutely. And the quarterbacks, the final installment, something that I'm going to be very interested to see. I mean, I think that you, you could have 10 from, you know, from 1984 on now, but uh, that could all change. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Coming up next, there's one era in the NFL head coaching ranks that's over. We'll tell you about it. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from a full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Glad to have you with us on this Monday, taking in all of what Week 16 provided us. The Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you today by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. The marquee game was on Fox yesterday. Eagles and Cowboys won by Philadelphia. How about Saturday in the National Football League? A triple header of exciting football of three really good games, games that meant a lot. And, uh, you know, the NFL does a lot of things. They kind of had the flex schedule for that Saturday. Mm -hmm. They picked the three right games to play because it was good football after good football after good football. Yeah, look, it was a great Saturday. I mean, every game was exciting. The the back and forth in the Tampa Bay – Buccaneers Houston Texans game with all the turnovers was that was more like a turkey bowl game that was like you and I and the crew out there playing uh Sandlot and then seeing the Patriots and the Bills that was a little more disciplined detailed or it kind of felt like a playoff game and then the 49ers and the Rams was also a terrific game to watch wasn't the cleanest game but it was going to watch Saturday morning I turned the TV on at 10 3 and I already missed a pick six <laughs> like it was seven nothing on the screen. Yeah. Wait a sec. Yeah, the clock says ten oh three. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the James <laughs> Winston experience. What is going on here? And I will say this: I think the 49ers did a favor uh, for uh, the rest of the NFL in taking the Rams out of the playoff picture. You think? I I know that the Rams team has been Jekyll and Hyde, but mm-hmm. when it comes to the playoffs and you don't know what you're going to get, they were still the champs. So there was that to it, but I think that in now, mind you, Minnesota. If they would have beaten Green Bay, if the Rams would have won, Minnesota could have wrapped up a spot by winning tonight. But the point being, I think the Forty Nine ers did uh, someone in the NFC some favors because. Well, yeah, I, I will say this. However, I will say, don't sleep on the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings are the team type of team that can make a sustained run if Kirk Cousins is efficient with the. Football and if Dalvin Cook is able to come back, they can run it. They play good defense, and their quarterback is just good enough to knock you off. Be careful about the Minnesota Vikings. Ifs and buts, candy and nuts. Every day be Christmas. <laughs> He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer. The Cleveland Browns yesterday fell to the Baltimore Ravens in uh, Cleveland Browns fashion. Thirty-one to fifteen ended up being the final score, and I'm laughing because it's over and over again. I told you from Salam yesterday when we were sitting in doing our Fox Sports Red Zone Radio show that my tank wasn't on E when talking about the Cleveland Browns, but the fuel light was on. The fuel light was on <laughs> of like I am ready. You're tired. I am You're ready. Tired of talking I, about I am him? tired. You know who else I think is tired? Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield. That's not my decision to make. So whatever happens, happens moving Ooh. forward. And I know how I'm going to handle it. You know, getting uh, whatever receiving core tight ends we have together uh, in the offseason, making sure we're on the same page to where we hit the ground running in the spring, kind of like I hit on earlier in the week, to where there's there's no room to be made up and in, in come training camp. So it's it's a process, but you know I'm looking forward mm. to this group and, and seeing what we put together and how we work. I'm not going mm. to pick on Baker Mayfield mm. for the comments. I don't think it should. I don't think you should wait to spring. I think February fourth should be the time. Hey guys, you know what? Let's start to do this. Let's get together. Let's start to work. You're gonna have a whole month off anyway. 
So let's get the guys in a separate spot. Let's work on this right now. If you're the quarterback, that's what you do, right? No. You don't do that? You just no. say, hey, we'll we'll convene when that. we have an oath. You don't start yeah. doing it in February. Hey, hey I'll tell you what. I'd nah, tell people I would to make nah, it look good. I mean, you can tell people all that, but nah. Like, so, well, I, I think there are a couple of things that came out of the Baker thing. I wish I heard the question because it seemed like he didn't give a strong endorsement of Freddie Kitchens, just kind of reading between the lines. I think the, the question was, should Bucky Brooks continue on the Doug Gottlieb show? I think that was, and then he said, "That's, <laughs> that's not, my, not my decision." Yeah. So, there, no, that was the that was no. He, <laughs> I think I, I don't know the phrasing of the exact yeah, question. So it seems like he wasn't. That wasn't a strong endorsement of Freddie Kitchens. The second thing he talked about uh, training camp is not the time to make up and catch up. Uh, I think that was a direct shot towards Odell Beckham Jr., who missed all of the offseason workouts doing his own thing out here in L.A. And maybe Baker saying that the timing and stuff was off and they never got into the rhythm that you would expect them to have. Big time marquee receiver, franchise quarterback coming off a strong Ricky campaign. It didn't it didn't work. And so, look, I, I understand where Baker's going, but I, but I would say Baker needs to do this, too. Like Baker needs to do a little self inspection and reflection and make sure that he is doing all the things the right way to be a franchise quarterback. We saw him in all the commercials and all that, which is fine. But. If he's going to be the leader of this team and, and lead the way that everyone expects him to lead as the number one overall pick, he's going to have to steal a page from Drew Brees' book. You saw the little video that Reggie Bush had put up there, Drew Brees doing the lonely work mm-hmm. in the facility getting ready. That's what it takes to be a franchise quarterback. Franchise quarterbacking is 365, 24-7. 365 days out the year, 24-7, every waking moment has to be spent on how can I be the best franchise quarterback and we just got to make sure that Baker Mayfield shows that kind of commitment. The Drew Brees situation resonates because he's 40 years old as well. Mm-hmm. He's doing stuff at 40 mm-hmm. that you would think through his reps that he's gotten and leading the NFL in the top passing categories for the for the history of the league, that he's still doing that. That's where it yeah. resonates. You yeah, know, like- it resonates because reps matter. Like it's the preparation part of it. And I think that's the thing. So what happens over your, your career, early in your career, your talent outweighs your experience. So you're winning on your talent, your athleticism, the skills that you have, the skills that you acquire. As you get older, the physical tools begin to diminish, but the knowledge is what allows you to play faster, to play uh, better than younger guys that are – faster than you in those things and I think for Baker Mayfield the quicker that he can get up to par with the mental part of it the preparation part of it whatever that weekly routine is at playing quarterback the better it will be and in getting your guys together and working with them and being on the same page the thing that you want to do offensively is when we get together for these team sessions OTAs mini camps we want to hit the ground running we don't want to do developmental stuff we want to start refining the execution part of what we're doing. So we don't have time to learn the playbook in camp. We want to master the playbook in camp. We're 16 weeks into the season, 15 games, and I still don't know the identity of the Browns' offense. Mm, that falls to Freddie Kitchens. Right? And it's tough. It's tough being asked to do what he, he he's doing. To head coach and the offensive coordinator, it's tough because you're, you're juggling a, a bunch of different things. Calling plays, setting the game plan, play calling as a coordinator – setting the vision for the team and creating the culture as the head coach. A lot to manage, and I think he'll be better. If he gets the second season, he'll be better the second year 
haven't gone through it this year. He's not going to get a second chance. And here's why, Bucky, because this was this was Freddie Kitchen's job because you needed the arrow to trend upwards. There is no foundation where you could look mm. at Freddie Kitchens and say he can navigate through this downtime. Mm. You don't he probably shouldn't have been given the head coaching job based wow. on credentials. Mm. Truly, all you had to do is all you had to do was even if you even if you plateaued, there's there's still a question. But there was a drop. There was a dip. And as you said to to your mm. point of how, you know, with the responsibilities, so now what are you gonna do? If it wasn't the workload and Freddie Kitchens ends up taking some of his workload, gives it to other assistants, but you still have the same problem, then it's obviously Freddie Kitchens' problem. My point of why Freddie Kitchens isn't going to be back is I don't know if the Browns have enough time to worry about this stuff. What do you mean? You're going to keep Freddie Kitchens around, okay, let's just say for another year and things don't work out, and Baker Mayfield is at the level that he is right now. Now you've got a decision with Baker Mayfield as your starting quarterback. Do we pick up a fifth-year option on Baker Mayfield? Because it'll be after his third year. You bring in a new head coach, and a new head coach is going to come in, and let's just say maybe him and Baker Mayfield don't mesh, and you want to figure out a new path. Like The time is now for how the team sets up and how the team's quarterback quarterback situation sets up. You could have had Bruce Arians, by the way. This is my whole thing. Bruce Arians last year had said on multiple occasions that if there was one job he would return to football for, we found out it's not the case, but it was the Cleveland Browns job. That was the job that he was going to turn around, or that he would take to return to football. He's went to Tampa. They've turned things around there, despite Jameis still throwing the interceptions. They could have had an opportunity to hire Bruce Arians to come into Cleveland, which is exactly the type of coach that everybody thinks that they should have now to maximize what they have, and they failed to do it. Whether it be Mike McCarthy, whether it be Urban Meyer, whether it be whoever, I just don't think that Freddie Kitchens has enough cachet, doesn't have enough foundation to continue as the head coach after one year, considering how last year did not carry over into 2019. That's my biggest Jimmy, issue. Jimmy Jimmy Haslam must have some of that Dan Byer money because <laughs> because <laughs> if if – if he if he does this, if he cans Freddie Kitchens, you now have three coaching staffs on the books. And I don't know about you, but I don't know if I want to pay three different coaches. But you know, you got big money, like all that <laughs> all that change yeah. jing, jingling around yeah. your pocket here. Like you have big money. So I think they may be forced to kind of give him another opportunity until they can get the Hugh Jackson stuff off the books. And all that. Like, that's a lot of money to spend out on coaches that aren't coaching for you. Man. However, I did hear one thing. Ron Rivera coming over to the Cleveland Browns. If Ron Rivera came to the Browns, one thing that he could do is that defensive staff could stand in place because Steve Wilkes was his D coordinator in Carolina. Maybe that would be some of the continuity that you want. And then you have a grown-up in the room to handle the big personalities of Baker, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., provided he is able to bring an offensive coordinator. Maybe that is a little food for thought for you. I don't know how it is going to work with the receivers that they have. What are you talking about? Because Nick Chubb needs the football. Yeah, so you give him the ball. You know, you let him run it. You could figure out ways. But, but what? You have you Jarvis to... Landry. You have David Njoku. He doesn't get a seat at the table. David Njoku... <laughs> David Njoku doesn't get a seat at the table. Jarvis Landry, Oda Beckham Jr., David Njoku what, gets the scraps. What about Kareem Hunt? Is oh, I like both of those. Yeah. yeah. I like both of those. Yeah, like, you, yeah. you got to feed. There's not enough food to go around to feed all of those. Oh, there's Florida enough. You remember those San Francisco 49ers of the late 80s? You remember who owned those teams? 
Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Jerry, Jerry Rice and John, John Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. What, Roger no, Craig? Ro- Roger Craig. Tom Rathman had a quarterback. Okay. Who ever, what, like, what, yeah. like what? Tom Rathman and Kareem Hunt are not the same player. They're it not is, the same, but no. he's, he's the backup to Nick Chubb. So, the, okay. This was the question. This was the question that Baker Mayfield was asked. Oh, right. And and the role of the reporter will be played by our executive producer Ryan Music. Okay, Ryan, Ryan, the stage is yours. Ryan. He was asked if the Browns would be in a better spot, keeping status quo with all of the coaches in place to mm. build progress going forward, or if changes need to be made in order for them to try and grow going into next season. Ooh, that and then that's where he said, "That's not my decision." To make. Mm, that's not a strong endorsement for a guy who handpicked Freddie Kitchens. Like that sounds like. He but, may not be in love with Freddie Kitchens anymore. <laughs> the uh, that doesn't sound like that to you, like a strong endorsement. I, uh, this is what I find interesting. Uh-huh. Baker has had no troubles talking about everybody else, but himself. And now all no, uh, I mean he's uh, Duke mm-hmm. Johnson, Odell mm-hmm. Beckham Jr., yeah. uh, Miles Garrett, and now when asked about Freddie Kitchens, I don't know. Yeah, like, mm. like he's had no problem mm. mentioning those. Miles Garrett shouldn't have done that. Correct answer. Mm. Duke Johnson should want to be here. Probably not the best way to do it. Uh, you know, Odell's situation, mm. the hip injury in, in the trainer. Mm. Eh, I probably should have. But when it comes to Freddie Kitchens, uh, it's not my decision. Mm. The non-answer says a whole bunch. Yeah, that's your guy, though. That's that's who everyone is. Why <laughs> is he my guy? You get him. He's your guy. <laughs> if this is a fantasy draft, he's your guy. You, you, <laughs> Like, oh, way. All of that. Like, you probably were running around playing the air guitar when he was scoring touchdowns and all that other silly stuff that he was doing. <laughs> no, no, that, no, that is not. Like that? No, not at all. He's not your guy? No, not at all. I don't I don't dislike Baker Mayfield. Huh. I will say this. Their, their run with Freddie Kitchens sure helps when you have nothing to lose like they had in 2018. Mm. Everything they did was gravy. So anything that was good was thought of, wow, this hasn't happened in Cleveland in two or three years. It and, may have been good. But now you're over it. Yeah, a little, a little fatigue. Yeah, they're like Skittles. You know, like you love oh. Skittles. You love to have Skittles, but you can't survive just eating Skittles. You can't? No. Marshawn Lynch? No. Uh, good point and very, very timely. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, we'll talk more NFL action, including tonight's Monday Night Affair between the Packers and Vikings, and who really, really wants it more. That next here on Fox be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio as we are sitting in for Doug today. Today's show is brought to you by True Car. The sports information is vital and it's no different when you're shopping for a car. That's why True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want. So when you're ready to discover, buy, or sell your next car, visit True Car. We now visit with Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, covering the National Football League. Find him on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. Hey, Frank. Merry Christmas. How are you? Hey, what's going on? Let's uh let's dive into Packers Vikings. Who needs it more tonight when the teams play in good old Minneapolis? You know, it's it's an interesting game because a lot is on the line, but not a ton. Like not as much is on the line as we think it is. The Packers are going to beat the Lions, win the division. Unless you know the Lions have a new coach next week, I don't think Matt Patricia is really doing much. So, but the Packers are still going to win the division. The Vikings are are still going to have to go on the road week one. But yet this feels like one of those games that uh, the Vikings are really going to want to show out and play well and keep that hope alive that the Lions could somehow play well for the first time in two seasons. And it's it's going to be an interesting game that way. And I just think, honestly, I think the Vikings are the better team. I think the Vikings are they're just a more balanced they're a team than the Packers. They do more things well. But the Packers, you know, they're in the driver's seat here. It doesn't matter too much if they drop this game, although... I said they would love to clinch tonight, but either way, I assume they're just going to roll over the lines next week. Uh, and, and thinking about this game, because you were talking about the Vikings appearing to be the better team, the biggest question that always hangs over the Vikings uh, centers around the quarterback, Kirk Cousins, and his maybe inability to play well in primetime games. Do you think this is the week he finally gets past that? 
I do. I, I mean, I think that a lot goes into, and look, Mike Zimmer talked about this, and I fully 100% agree with it. Quarterbacks aren't, don't have individual records. I, I think that it's funny that we figured out finally in baseball that pitchers' individual records are kind of dumb, but <laughs> we've doubled down on it in the NFL. Like, it doesn't, when people talk about, oh, Kirk Cousins is 0 8 Monday night football games, he's not playing tennis against the other team's quarterback. They are 52 other guys on that team. And Mike Zimmer talked about that. He said, you know, it's not all Kirk's fault. It's, it's not all his, you know, his credit when we win either. It is a team game. The beauty of the NFL, and I think you guys agree, the beauty of the NFL is what a team game it is. You need everybody on the same page. Yes, quarterback's the most important, but it's not the only position on the field. And and to say, well, Kirk Cousins is 0-8, I guess he hasn't played great against top competition under the bright lights. But there's more to it than that. There's more nuance than that. I think he's had a great year. If you look statistically, you know, there's some Packers fans always get upset when I mention it, but it's true. Kirk Cousins has been a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers this year. That, that you could tell me any stat you want to look at. Go mm-hmm. go look up every stat there is, and I will tell you, and the stats will tell you, Kirk Cousins has been better than Aaron Rodgers. Now, we can make excuses and say, well, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have anybody but Devontae Adams, and the coach might not be great for him. We don't know really right now. But Kirk Cousins has had a great season. He has honestly been one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. He's been better than Aaron Rodgers. And I think if the Vikings lose tonight, it's not necessarily going to be because of Kirk Cousins. Yeah, to your point, I think we look at the Packers and say, oh my gosh, anything can happen with them as long as you have Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. And then you're like, I don't know what could happen with the Vikings with Kirk Cousins. I, I have no idea. Frank Schwab joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, Frank just gave me the idea that we need to add quality wins or quality starts, excuse me, to <laughs> to NFL stats, and that's how Love you're going to be able to, to judge quarterbacks. <laughs> What's your takeaway from what the Cowboys put out yesterday against Philadelphia? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I think that how, – how long do we have? Like, well, how long right? is the show yeah. Because it is so complex with the, the Cowboys issues right now. I, I think, obviously, the coach – we all know. The coach is gone. It's done. This is not happening. Uh, yeah, whatever. Urban Meyer is going to be coaching them next year. I, I, but I think that – I think a big takeaway for me, and I wrote about this this morning, I think that that was Amari Cooper's I'm not very good game. Uh, he's good. I shouldn't say he's not very good. He's, mm. not a, he's not an elite guy. This is not Michael Thomas. This is not Tyreek Hill. This is not uh, even OBJ when he's right. This is a guy who's a, probably a good number two. Uh, he has had four games this year where he's had less than 24 yards receiving. On fourth down yesterday, the biggest play of their season, literally, their season's on the line, division titles on the line, and they have Tavon Austin in the game instead of Amari Cooper. Like, oh, is Michael Thomas sitting out a fourth down for the Saints? No, of course not. But... I just think that the main takeaway I have is, A, the Cowboys are absolutely horribly disappointing this year because they have way more talent than that. They lost to an Eagles team that hadn't done anything in weeks. But a big takeaway for me is the Cowboys can't pay Amari Cooper. Unless he's asking for number two receiver money, we all know he's not, I don't think that they can even think about paying him. He is not a number one. He's not reliable. They need to move on from him. I think that, and even, you know, we still now have questions about Dak and now leading a touchdown against a really mediocre Eagles team in a must-win game. And, and every question that could come along with what the Cowboys put out there yesterday is all valid. It is just right now a nightmare for them. And yet, I still can't trust the Eagles to go on the road and beat the Giants. How messed up is this? That the Cowboys could still find a way to back into this thing. Yeah, it's a very, very interesting thing. I do want to kind of touch on the Eagles because you talk about you don't know if you can trust them. 
Uh, what's your trust level in Carson Wentz after seeing him the last three games uh, play better in the fourth quarter, make some plays, and kind of put this team on his back when he needed to? Yeah, and I say I've always been a Carson Wentz fan, so I, I just like his style of play. I like how he his game. I, I just so I'm probably a little more forgiving of him than I should be. But I look and the number one receiver right now is Greg Ward, who is a heck of a quarterback at Houston. But I'm not sure he should be anybody's number one wideout in the NFL right now. And, you know, they have the tight ends, but Zach Ertz is out there playing with a broken rib. I, I kind of just give Carson a pass because, you know, Aguilar didn't work out, and Deshaun Jackson got hurt, and Alshon Jeffrey got hurt. And I just, I, I just, he's been put behind the eight ball a lot. Now, a quarterback getting paid like he is should be able to overcome all that kind of stuff, but I, he's, he's really been put in a tough spot. I, I think overall, though, look, the Eagles, their last few weeks, they lost to the Dolphins. They needed overtime at home against the Giants to win. They barely beat the Redskins. I, I don't know that, that we could trust them to go on the road next week and win the East. I just, it, it's a weird, it's a, the, the, the 2019 NFC East, is, is just, you just feel like there's one more week where we're just completely uh, counting them on Monday. No. And I, it would be so funny. It would be funny if both teams lost. It's just, the NFC East has just been ridiculously bad. All it would be fitting if the Cowboys somehow ended up winning the division. Like that, would, that would be the perfect fitting to, to that division. My last one for you, Frank, is Frank Schwab joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Bucky Brooks sitting in for Doug today. What impact do you think Marshawn Lynch will have, if any, if he signs with the Seahawks in the, the next day or so? I don't know, but I'm, I'm here for it. This is one of the great stories. If I'm, I am so on board with the Seahawks bringing in Marshawn for this game. It, would, it was already going to be a fantastic game, obviously. This was a, just a great Week 17 Sunday night game. But you add Marshawn Lynch, who I saw Twitter, like he was like doing tequila shots at Raiders fans last week <laughs> in the parking lot. Like, I mean, for him to just, just come and suit up, I don't, I can't imagine he's going to play well. I can't imagine Marshawn Lynch has been like, I'm going to stay in tip top shape just in case. Like, I know, of course not. But it's such a fun story. He's such a fun player. And I guess if there's any running back that can just roll out of bed in Week 17 and, and, and give you a decent game, maybe it is Marshawn because he's one of the toughest dudes I've ever seen play that position. I'm here for it, though. I, I mean, it just adds so much intrigue and fun and interest. I, I want this to happen so bad. No matter how he plays, it's going to be just add a great layer to that game. He's got to play Sunday. He's he's got like there's got to like this is great. Yeah. Now we now we have our hopes up. Now they sign C.J. Anderson. We're gonna be like, oh, that's we want beast mode. Yeah. We We've seen the Robert Turbin story as well in Seattle before. <laughs> uh, find Frank on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab and read him on Yahoo Sports. Appreciate it, Frank. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. We'll talk to you again. Yeah, no doubt, guys. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer. I mean, at least. At least the first carry that he would get in the game, it would be crazy. I know you have the rest of the game to play, but that it would be it would be absolutely nuts. Bucky is saying it's more of a long term play for the short term, meaning it's a playoff push for Marshawn. Yes, a playoff Lynch. push. Look, you want to get him ready, get him get him lathered up this game, let him kind of get some of the kinks out, but then have him ready for the playoff push because that's when they really really need him. We're gonna get you lathered up because we're putting you to the test here. Coming up next, it is the Doug Gottlieb Show. But first, we go to Isaac Lowenkron, who's got the latest of what's happening today. Hello, Isaac. Hello, Dan and Bucky. Adam Schefter just reporting that the Carolina Panthers interviewed former Green Bay Packers head coach Mike McCarthy for their head coaching job yesterday. Seahawks running back Chris Carson out for the season with a broken hip. So earlier today, Pete Carroll discussed the possibility. The 
the possibility of Marshawn Lynch coming out of retirement to return to the Seahawks. He was Pete Carroll on radio station KIRO in Seattle. He'll be flying in here this morning, and uh, we're going to give him a really good chance to come back and play for us. And, and I'm fired up for it, you know. And he's got to, uh, he's got to get through some some hoops he's got to jump through here, just, you know, physical and stuff like that. But he's been working really hard. Uh, he's really excited about the the chance to do something, helping out. And uh, I think it's freaking great, you know, if, if he can get out there and, and tote the ball for us. The circumstances rolled just at this time, and uh, he, he could have four or five games left in him. Maybe that's what we need. Ravens head coach John Harbaugh is sitting out Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, and Earl Thomas for the regular season finale Sunday against the Steelers, who are expected to hold out their starting quarterback, Mason Rudolph, due to a left shoulder injury. NBA Sam Amick of The Athletic reports that during Kawhi Leonard's free agency this summer, his uncle Dennis Robertson asked officials from the teams pursuing him for part ownership of the team, a private plane, a house, and a guaranteed amount of off-court endorsement money all of which are blatantly illegal under the NBA's collective bargaining agreement. In the NHL, the Washington Capitals take on the Boston Bruins tonight at 7 Eastern and the Discover Card key matchup brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much they'll match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cashback match. Dan and Bucky. You guys want to hear something amazing as well when it comes to the NFL? And, yeah. and maybe a football historian like Bucky Brooks knows this and maybe you too as well, Isaac. But so yesterday was the first day that the or the first time that the Ravens have clinched home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs. It's also the first time that any team in Baltimore will have home field advantage through the AFC playoffs. And this was something that I learned just this football year, but did not realize that home field advantage in the conference title games was not awarded until the mid nineteen seventies. So the 72 Dolphins actually had to go on the road for the AFC Championship game. What would they base it on? Yeah, It was like an alternating thing like every other year. I don't know if it was, they had two divisions, and so oh. then one division would have it the other. But so the Dolphins, in that unbeaten season, had to go to Pittsburgh to play the AFC Championship game before wow. going and playing the Redskins in the Super Bowl. Yeah, so how about that? Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is totally. Like I thought to myself, I was thinking I was I was watching a piece, and I'm like, wait a sec, why are they in Pittsburgh celebrating? You know, like going to the Super Bowl, or going through their run. But yeah, they had to play a they had to play a road game. Uh, there's your little bit of knowledge you can use at uh, holiday parties. Uh, Courtesy I appreciate of me. that. That's my gift to you all, uh, Bucky. I'd like to present you with uh, with multiple gifts because today today could be the final day that we actually play Brooks and Dunn. Oh, okay. The final day we can it, put it, it we can put it away. The final time. This may be our last time together in 2019, but this could be the final time we play Brooks and Dunn. So I want to maybe present some other ideas to you on possible new segments. If you don't know what Brooks and Dunn is, it's a segment we only do when Bucky Brooks is in the chair next to me, and we give Bucky a variety of topics, and he tells us if a team is done or if a player is done. We're gonna do that in a little bit, but mm. I want to I want to give you some some prospects of new mm. games that we could maybe play in 2020. So here's option number one. Okay, this is uh, mm. the game is called 
Hills Street Blues. Oh, I like Hill Street Blues. Where, I remember that. Where you just tell us stories about stuff that happened in Chapel Hill or at Ooh. Granada Hills, where Ooh. you are the head I don't coach. Know, Daddy. We're going to pass. So, let's, 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 let's second game. <laughs> oh, hey, you let's don't second. like that? <laughs> no, no, no. We don't you, like that one. We'll, you could air, no, out, no, make sure you could air out a 16 year old kid for not playing well in a nah, game nah. on Hill Street Blues. I like, I like, look, I like, I like the name of the song, I like the theme music. I just don't like the premise of the song. So, so okay, premise of the game. So, so what we got? What's next? Okay, What's so next? you don't like that. Okay, here's number. Here's option number two. Are you ready for this one? Yeah, I'm ready for this. You know this song? Do you know this one? Scout. I do know this one. Yeah, we're, yeah. instead of shout, it's scout because you are a scout. Okay, I'm okay. Where with we that. can talk about prospects. Okay. And this you can I'm talk okay about. That. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Don't I'm worry. Okay with that. All right, you ready, everybody? At the same time. It's coming up. Oh, yeah? Scout. Scout. <laughs> I think this reminds me of high school. This could be an opportunity mm. for you leading up to the draft. Yeah. You're like, I like these three guys yeah. that I've scouted for the NFL I draft. I like that. That's a good one. Okay. But right. you just sit around the house and just come up with different game shows? <laughs> how, about, how about option number three? Do you okay. like this one? You're like, what is this, right? This yeah, what, is a segment what, what, called what, what, Bucky Badgers. Okay, so <laughs> on Wisconsin is playing. You can badger anybody on the staff about whatever. Like John Ramos is here. You can just yell at John for a couple of minutes. Bucky Badgers, someone. So that's where I, 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 if you're gonna do Wisconsin, you got to play jump around. Like I, this <laughs> on Wisconsin thing isn't uh, that. I, I think about Cam Randall. I think about jump around. I think of all of that. I think right now of the choices so, is, is is going. I'm gonna take. What's behind door number two? Oh, Scout. So you're going to take Scout over Bucky Badgers. Bucky Badgers, someone. Yeah. Or Hill Street Blues. Yes. All right. There it is. So at least maybe if we get together in 2020, we can do Scout. Scout. Yeah, I like that. Because that's, that's I like I like I like your breathy tone too. That kind of that kind of <laughs> set, sets it up for me. All right, let's put on the boots for maybe the last time in 2019, maybe forever. Let's get uh yeah, let's get it. All right, I want to know. We've got the playoff field pretty much set in the NFC. AFC, mm-hmm. there's a slight hope for a couple of teams to maybe make it in. Let's start in the National Football Conference. I've talked about it before on this show. We just talked about it. Are the Seahawks done? Are their hopes done? Are they still alive to make Super Bowl 54? Ooh. Man. I would love for Marshawn to lead them back, but they're done. Yeah, they, I think they're D-O-N-E. done, too. Yeah, let's crank Opa. that up a little. What about the... Uh, what about the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, done. Okay, Green Bay Packers. They have a, ch- a shot at Super Bowl Fifty Four. They have a shot, but I'm gonna lean towards done. Okay, done. all right. Go. Minnesota Vikings. Hmm. I give them a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Saints. Yeah, Saints. Saints. Saints are in the mix. And sure. the 49ers. They're also the. They're also in the mix. I only have two teams, by the way. I think it's down to the Saints and 49ers in the NFC That's Championship. It? That's what's going to be the Minnesota, NFC Championship Minnesota's game. the dark horse. That's AFC. Kansas City Chiefs, they have a shot at getting the Super Bowl 54. Yes, because of the defense. Defense is playing better. Give them a chance. I know the Ravens are the answer, so that we're going to leave them out of it. The uh, Ravens are the answer? The, well, they're, you're going to say, yes, they aren't done. I know that no, for sure. But what about done. the Houston Texans? Do they have a legit shot at no. making it? No. They are done. No. No, 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 no. All right. No. The one we've all been waiting for, the New England Patriots. Are they done or do they still have hope to make it to Super Bowl 54? They're going to Super Bowl 54. Oh! <laughs> They're going. 
They're going. You can't kill them. It's over. What Tom about- Brady. This is Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady walks off the field at the end of Super Bowl 54. He takes off his cleats and he walks off as the champ. I, I give. Did I give you the guys this stat that the Patriots do have never played a Super Bowl in Miami? Really? Yeah, Miami's the most going to be the most popular Super Bowl site that there is. The Patriots have it'll be the eleventh time the Super Bowls in South Florida. The Patriots have been in eleven Super Bowls, and yeah, that's it. So yeah, that's how it ends. Yeah, if they go, that's how it ends. Tom Brady walking off in his socks, leaving his cleats right on the corner of the end zone as the the goat. What about the champ, the Buffalo Bills? Do they have a chance to get to Super Bowl yeah, they 54? Got a I like them. Really? They got a chance. They got a chance. They make it tough for everybody. What about the Tennessee Titans? No, nah, forget it, man. Forget it. They, they okay. got more chances I do. Finally, because there is still hope alive, the silver and black oh, Oakland yeah. Raiders. Not a chance. All right. Not a chance. And the Steelers? No, they can't go either. Duck and cover when it comes to Pittsburgh. Yeah, duck and cover. There it is, possibly for the final time in 2019, your edition of the one and only Brooks and Dunn. We got a live band in here today to play that. So that was nice. That was very nice. nice. They skipped ahead five seconds if you caught that at the end. I'm (laughs) not sure. That was the remix. Yeah, we're running out of time. Run out of time because that on um, Wisconsin thing that you had us, Bucky Badger, that took, they did, they did, have some, they did have some of the shot clock. Bucky Badgers. I thought that was good. You yeah. just badger people yeah. for stuff. I mean, that was Hill nice. Street Blues, all the gossip of Chapel I like, Hill. I like that. Yeah. I, just don't wanna, I just don't want to put myself out there. Yeah, yeah. So, Scout, it ends up being. Yeah. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Beyer. You just heard that Bucky thinks the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl again. Mm-hmm. Well, what do I think? Uh, find out coming up next year on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Dan Byer. He's Bucky Brooks sitting in for Doug today. Two days before Christmas, Christmas Eve Eve, if you will. Today's show is brought to you by True Car and Sports. Information is vital, and it's no different when you are shopping for a car. That's why True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want. So when you're ready to discover, buy, or sell your next car, visit True Car. Just because because Doug isn't here today doesn't mean we won't hear something great from the programming on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports One in a segment we like to call And Now. <laughs> Skip Bayless was keen on watching the Patriots-Bills game on Saturday and talked about it today on Undisputed on Fox Sports 1. Tom Brady was Tom Brady on Saturday. That was vintage playoff Tom Brady. 42 going on 28. Stiff-arming Father Time and looking just like Tom Brady always looks about this time of year. Mm. And yeah, he was a play-faking magician. On play action, but he also, what'd you have him for, 114? or I had 141, 8 of 10. Okay, well, he threw for 271 on 26 of 33. He was deadly accurate. He was quick with the ball, decisive with the ball, and threw it with velocity. That was Tom Brady. That was Tom Brady, and it was the highest output in a win for Tom Brady since they beat the Giants in October. But I am not going to go as far as Bucky Brooks is saying the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl, and as far as Skip Bayless is saying that Tom Brady is back. In fact, in just Week 16, I like how the Chiefs looked. The Texans sure escape against the Buccaneers. I think that they're a viable option to, to maybe beat a New England team again. I think the Bills actually in a third opportunity to take out New England would have that opportunity to finally get over the hump and win the game. This in addition to the fact that the Patriots have to go through Baltimore if they want to go back to Super Bowl 54. Mm. I just don't see it. I don't see how one 
decent Saturday in Week 16 against a division rival puts you back atop the Super Bowl rush. I don't see the Patriots making. Well, it just to because Miami. of the formula, it's easy for them, right? So here's what the Patriots have figured out and have mastered: because they always are either the first or the second seed, they don't need to play two games to get into the playoffs. So typically, obviously, to the, the Super first, Bowl, yeah, to the Super Bowl, and so. They win the first one. Then in the championship game, in a one-game scenario, how can you bet against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady? When it's one and done, we've seen it. We've seen them do it time and time again, regardless of whether they are the favorite or the underdog. They just know how to win these games because they know how not to mess them up. And more teams screw it up. Just think about how the Kansas City Chiefs had them dead to rights. Game is <laughs> it's done. It's done. D4 jumps off sides. Gives Tom Brady an extra down, an extra opportunity. They go down the field. They score. Overtime, what happens? We've seen it. They win the coin flip. What happens? Yes, the coin it's flip. It's over. Is- yeah. It's over. When they win the coin flip, it's over. You know it, and yeah, I know it. Yeah, it was over in Super Bowl 51. It was over in That's the why you don't want to see it. So the same anxiety that you have, players have the same anxiety. Because when they look across the thing, they're not seeing Tom Brady for who he is. They're seeing Tom Brady for what he has always done. And so in those situations, because the mystique, because right now there's still more mystique than magic, but the mystique can carry you a long way. People mess it up. You've seen it. The same anxiety that you have when you're like, oh, my God, he's going to make a play and we're going to lose. I, I, I agree with that, and I agree within that 60-minute window of game time in those three to three and a half hours, that's all that Bill Belichick cares of that week, that it's in that time. I'm not going to fool myself and say that these other teams, because of what they've done over the long haul, have an advantage over the Patriots. But they will have to go on the road again if they have to face Baltimore, if Baltimore can win their divisional playoff game. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is I just think that the other teams in the AFC are better. I think the Chiefs are better than they were last year when they faced them in the AFC championship game. Mm. Their defense is better. Baltimore is better. I don't know if Houston's going to dominate them like they did earlier this year in Houston. I don't think that's the no case, way. but I still think that there's an opportunity that the Texans can get what they need to do on offense and get it done. And as I mentioned, in a playoff game, you really believe that? Though? I, I, I'm just in saying more game, other like now, years. Like now, like like now. So this is what we're saying. So all that 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 stock that we have in the Dan Byer show, <laughs> we can put all that. We can put it all that on the line. Like right now, we putting we putting the the title to your house. On the line, and it's the Patriots versus the field. You can take the field. <laughs> no, nah, this is your house. Like we, yeah. just, like we just gonna put it all up there right now. One, one and done scenario. I would, I would feel more comfortable doing it this year than I did in, let's say, any of the previous three Super Bowl. Feel. Like this is what we're yeah. doing. Yeah, like we've, we're putting the title to the house. But the title to the house right here. The Patriots, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. There are more opportunities for this team to falter, and they're not good enough to avoid all of those landmines. Okay, so you put they, so you put the title, the they, title, the titles up. They don't have. Can I take that bet. They don't have a you know crappy Tennessee Titans team coming to no. Foxborough for a divisional playoff game. In fact, they're likely going to have to face the third seed, a division winner. In the NFC or the AFC divisional playoffs, sometimes mm-hmm. as the number one seed, so maybe Kansas, there's an upset. So, so maybe there's Kansas City. So yeah. Kansas City has to go on the road to New England and get the dub. I don't think that the I don't think the Patriots could navigate a Kansas City Baltimore uh, playoff run and make Ooh. it to the Super Bowl. I don't Just don't mm. don't think so. What does the fuck say? 
I know in those 60 minutes, and I know in that three and a half hours that it's so difficult to bet against Bill Belichick, but I will just go not with my head, Bucky, and with my heart and have the motto, ABTP, as we revealed anybody but the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Mm. That's all that we ask for. I don't want to see the stupid Navy end zone again. I'm Why? done with you it. Like I'm blue? over. I like just, blue? It's the same old, same old thing. Let's mix it up. Let's get a Chiefs end zone in there with some red or yellow. Let's red do something yellow. different in the AFC for once. How does that sound? I don't know. What don't about think. the Saints in the NFC? Oh, man. With the Saints and the Patriots? No, I don't want to see the Saints. I don't want to see the Patriots. Uh-huh. I, see the Saints and the Patriots. See two old quarterbacks go, go duke it off. I know one thing you won't see. Jason Garrett is the head coach of the Cowboys. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Beyer. It all changes after Week 17. That next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Glad to have you with us on this Monday, the day after an exciting Week 16. But there's still more Packers-Vikings tonight from Minnesota. The Doug Gottlieb Show today is brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. We're going to talk more Packers-Vikings coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Peter Bukowski of SB Nation and the Locked On Packers podcast will join us breaking down tonight's Monday night game. I would say this before I'm going to say something about the Cowboys that I don't think a lot of people will want to hear. But I'm going to say this, Bucky, about tonight's game. Mm. It should mean more to Green Bay. Because of what they have at stake, we touched on <laughs> this with Frank. Should mean more because they have an opportunity to get home field. This team needs home field bad. They cannot afford to play three games in the playoffs. They can't afford to have two of those games be road games. Right. Green Bay needs to be home, not because they want teams to come and play on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, it's because the team is not going to travel well and they need to have the easiest path, just like the Patriots have had all those years. Even if the Vikings win tonight, the Packers can clinch the NFC North with a win next week against Mm -hmm. the Lions. But I will say this, I think this game tonight means more to the Vikings fans than it does the actual Minnesota Vikings because of just who the Green Bay Packers are, the way that... Like there, there are. There was a Packers section, I believe, in the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Like that tells you of how many Packer fans are actually in mm-hmm. Minnesota as it's close to the border. I mean, the Packer fans will. I don't want to say invade Minneapolis for the simple fact of they're everywhere. They're kind of like Cub fans when it when it comes to places throughout the Midwest. Like there are Cub fans. Everywhere outside of Chicago, whether it be in Indiana or Iowa or Wisconsin, there are Cub fans everywhere. It's the same thing with Packer fans throughout the country, but specifically even just outside of Wisconsin in those areas. Kind of different with the Bears, mostly Illinois Bears fans, but you have this this crossover with the Packers and the Vikings. So for Vikings fans to have Green Bay come to town tonight, more important to them, but in reality I think it's more important for Green Bay just because of all that's at stake for that team heading into the playoffs. Well, it's important for, for both teams, but you are right about the importance to Green Bay when it comes to home field advantage and the bye. I will contend that despite their 11-3 record, the Green Bay Packers are not one of the premier teams in the National Football League. They're not a title contender. Um, They've done a great job of of running off wins. Um, But some of it has been favorable scheduling and the like. Aaron Rodgers, to me, has not played at um, a high level, the level that he typically performs at. And I don't know if the Packers can 
get enough stops on defense, score enough with a balanced offense to compete with the top teams in the league. I don't know if they can beat a San Francisco. Uh, I don't know if they can beat a New Orleans Saints in a playoff game. Uh, I don't know how Matt LaFleur is going to handle uh, dealing with playoff, um, play, a playoff atmosphere, playoff games, and, and those things. So um, they need to finish one or two in the NFC. It would be in their best interest to somehow maybe find their way to the number one seed. But, yeah, if they happen to drop down into where they're a three or four team, they have a tough time getting to the Super Bowl. If this was the college football playoff, we'd look at Green Bay and be like, well, what's their good win? Mm. I mean, it at Dallas, they have a home win against the Vikings where they jumped out to a 21 nothing lead and then held on for dear life to win the game. Oh, I like that. I like the way you use adjectives. I like the way you described it. The, the imagery was there. They, they held on for dear life. They won. Yeah, they uh, wins a win. They beat the Chiefs in Kansas City with Matt Moore at quarterback. I mean, like, like if you're in the committee and you're sitting there trying to decipher and you're looking at the different teams throughout the NFL to put in the playoff, that's what you would look at with Green Bay. Still, right, I mean, it still it still counts, but I get what you say. It still counts, yes. But if this was a different format or a different way to analyze it, as as you were saying, their record is what it is. It's eleven and three, and they are an eleven win team through fourteen games out of the season. But if you were to step back, like we do in college football, and take other things into account and have a committee to decide who's really the best. There would be serious questions. I think that if you took the top four teams in the NFL, the Green Bay Packers would not be one of those teams, despite their record being top four worthy. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're a tough team. They're a tough team to figure out. I just it's not in love with them. They they just haven't they don't dominate in the fashion that you're accustomed to. Maybe that is some of my Packers spoil them. I'm kind of spoiled by the Packers and haven't seen them play at their best. I just kinda wonder. Well, they Go to the West Coast. They lose to the Chargers. They get dominated by the San Francisco 49ers. They had another in the Eagles game. Remember, the Eagles was their first loss of the season on, on Thursday night football. They lost at home. But when you look at what they have done week after week, there's wins over the Redskins. There's wins over the Giants. There's wins over the Panthers, the Lions, the the Raiders. I mean, the Broncos, It's it was a very, very easy schedule. See if Green Bay can maybe put some of that narrative to rest tonight if they can win in Minnesota because it would go a long way. I will say this about the Dallas Cowboys. They choked. Mm, there it is. Choked. There it is, they Bucky. They choked, huh? There it is. Yep, yes. the, big, the big C word choked. The Dallas Cowboys choked. They didn't <laughs> choke last year against the Rams, but they choked – against the Green Bay Packers a couple of years ago when mm. they had the number one seed. Close game or not, you got to win that game. They came out in Week 15 and destroyed the Los Angeles Rams in a game that meant what? Absolutely nothing. So hey, they now, all mean something. They all mean something. Now. Come on, you're just dismissing everything. Come on. Now. Listen, you and I both know, and everyone in Dallas knew, that in Week 15, the game that mattered to them was what was going to happen in Week 16. So it wasn't like that game yesterday just snuck up on them. We knew the stakes. In fact, the Cowboys were the only one. The Eagles realistically 
didn't even have an opportunity to shut everything down. It wasn't like the Eagles were playing for a division title. They were actually just playing to put themselves in position to try to win a division title. Completely different where the Cowboys just have it on the – they have a to-do list of one thing. Win the game, clinches the division, wraps up everything. You also have an opportunity – that goes along with winning the division of getting a home game in the NFL playoffs. You also have an opportunity to maybe help save your head coach's job. You also have an opportunity to maybe make your quarterback make a little bit more money. Mm. None of those things came through yesterday. And so when the stakes were at their highest, the Dallas Cowboys did not come through. And that's why the C-word choke is appropriate for the Cowboys today. Mm. C-word. Uh, you, you, don't, you, choke, you just choke, think choke. of it. They were outplayed? They're that out. they were out. Coached. They're out coached. All right. Out coached. I, I mean, that's not choking. That's not. I see, choking to me is you're up, you're in control of the game, and then you just fall apart due to a series of bonehead mistakes and miscues. I just felt like they were just out coached from the jump. They didn't have a great game plan. They didn't bring their, their, their best energy and effort. And the Philadelphia Eagles just dominated the game from the outset. Um, so I wouldn't call it a choke. I just feel like they Here's, beat uh, uh, the the Eagles with all of their limitations. They still found a way to win the football game. We knew the Eagles were good against the run. They were top three in the NFL in yards per game. Mm-hmm. The, that was the that was the effort. Cowboys ran the ball 13 times with Ezekiel Elliott, 16 times total for the game yesterday. Dak threw 44 passes in what ended up being a one score game. Yeah, I mean, there's too many passes. Too many passes for a guy who came in with a bad finger. And sure. a sore shoulder. I mean, it just it doesn't make sense. But I mean, you know, like they felt like they couldn't run a, a, against the Eagles' front. And I think the thing that was more annoying is not only that. Like, I, look, six drop passes. May, maybe it crept up to eight drop passes. They had a number of drop passes. Their guys didn't make plays. Um, Ezekiel Elliott didn't touch the ball enough, in my mind. If you go down in a in a game like that. You want to make sure that your best player gets 20 to 25 touches, that he touches it enough where we're able to see that he had an impact on the game one one way or the other. Um, the the unexplainable substitution patterns, Amari Cooper's in, he's out. They say they want to get Tavon Austin a shot. What? <laughs> Tavon Austin is now <laughs> a, a credible threat at wide receiver? <laughs> like, like so we had to feel like we needed to get him he was in open. to give him a he shot. He was open. That's Come the thing on, is on the on, like on the over Dak overthrew him by 15 yards, uh, and I know it's crazy to think, but he had him. Now there's a whole other a whole other equation of Tavon Austin catching that pass, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, like that's it, it. It to me of when when it's just laid out there to have that sort of effort, and that's why with Adam Kaplan we talked about the third and one play. You, Doug Peterson would relish that opportunity of having that play call. Not only did the fumble hurt them with the loss of possession and the inability to get points, maybe in the grand scheme it changes some of the way that the game was played, but Adam said maybe it should have been a two-score game. And, yeah, you take that fumble and you think, okay, what what could have been? If you just hold on to the ball, you probably kick a field goal. But I look at what the Eagles did. Oh, it was it, he didn't overthrow him by five yard, or 15 yards. It was more like eight yards that Dak Prescott overthrew uh, Tavon Austin yesterday. Just saw the, the replay on the screen. <laughs> But the the point being is Doug Peterson would relish in that opportunity of coming up with a play call and all that the Cowboys and the coaching staff and Kellen Moore and Jason Garrett could come up with was an option pitch. And I mean, not not only that. So you talk about that. Hey, that's but Dak the made the right read. That, but you talk about that play. That's not the play 
the the fourth down play, the game is on the line, and this is a, a this is the point where coaching end of the game, matters. Right? End of the game, yeah. game is on the line. Man, we got to have a play, and of all the plays on the play sheet, you throw a fade, a go route down the down the boundary to Michael Gallup, a 50-50 ball, an alley oop pass. That's basically what we came up with. At some point in these games, coaching comes into play when you have to scheme and design things to get your best players open. Your best players are looking to the coach and the coordinator to find ways to create opportunities for them to be able to get touches so they can impact the game. When your coach fails you in that regard, it's hard to ever get past that as a player. Players are looking for coaches to be problem solvers. And in that game yesterday against the Eagles, I didn't see Jason Garrett and his staff solving problems. This is how I envision, and I didn't hear the radio call, so I'm going to make it up myself. Oh, geez. This is how I envision that fourth down play happening from the Cowboys radio booth. Imagine me being Brad Sham, the voice of the Cowboys, okay? All right, here we are, fourth down. Prescott in the shotgun. He's got Gallup on his left. Line up to his right are Witten, Jarwin, and Schultz. Where in the world are <laughs> Cooper and Cobb? What no, no, are they doing on the sideline? Come on, you still doing play-by-play? Play. You Prescott. can't get into it. Hey, deep overthrown. What are they doing? Why are 19 <laughs> and 18 on the sidelines? What is going on here? Why did I just say Schultz was in the game? I don't even know who Schultz is. That's how I would think the play-by-play went. I don't know if Dalton Schultz made the game, but they <laughs> – Jason Garrett said he liked the look that they had on the field. And he, and and if he had looked to his left, he would have seen Randall Cobb and Amari Cooper and would not have liked that. No. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. We'll go to the Twin Cities next to talk about that Titanic showdown tonight between the Packers and Vikings. That's next here on Fox. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Bucky Brooks is here. I'm Dan Beyer. We both are sitting in for Doug today. Today's show is brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much they'll match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. Quite a matchup tonight in Minneapolis, U.S. Bank Stadium, NFC North Showdown, Vikings and Packers. Joining us now, he he covers the Packers for SB Nation and also on the Locked On Packers podcast. Peter Bukowski joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Peter, how are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? Oh, We are doing well. We've talked about this game throughout the show here and there, and I brought up a point, Peter, of I think this game means more to Vikings fans, but it should be more to the Packers <laughs> team. Is there is there some validity in the point that I am making about tonight's game? I think you are 100% right. Uh, <laughs> from, the, from, the, from the Vikings' perspective, just as a team, they're in the playoffs, and their path to getting a home playoff game involves the Packers losing in Week 17 to, you know, Jeff Driscoll or David Blau or, uh, you know, yeah. Scott Mitchell, whoever's going to play quarterback for the Lions <laughs> yeah, sure. next week. Yeah. Uh, and, and so if you're the Vikings, you know, it, it, it's going to be tough, right? So – for the Packers, they're still playing for the two seed, and really still the one seed is in play for them. They're still playing for that NFC North. Uh, that, that path is much narrower for the Vikings. And so 
they're they're pretty much going to be the sixth seed in the NFC. They don't they don't need this game in the same way that that Green Bay does. Uh, particularly because I, I think, frankly, right now the Vikings are playing better. I think they would feel more comfortable going in uh, to a, a New Orleans or a, or a San Francisco and, and feeling like they can win. Green Bay has been so up and down this season that I think that first-round bye could be the, the launching pad that they need to, to sort of get themselves in position to make a, a Super Bowl run. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the first-round bye. Um, I, when I look at this Packers team, I, I don't know what to make of them. How, how good are they? Mm-hmm. You know, listen, uh, I, I, think, I think they're still trying to figure that out. Um, Matt LaFleur keeps saying we're not going to apologize for winning, which is, I think, a tacit admission of they haven't, they haven't played their, their best football yet this season for any consistent stretch of, of time. Early in the year, it was the defense winning games, and the offense didn't look great. Then there was that stretch in the middle Ironically, without Devontae Adams, where the offense looked great and, and the defense wasn't playing its best. And then now we'll see them play great as a team for a quarter or a half or a stretch of three drives in a row. We haven't seen them put this all together yet. That's what I think if you're, if you're a Packers fan, you know, we, we talked about Vikings fans and their perspective and how much they'd like to, to beat Green Bay in a season like this. But if you're a Packers fan looking at this, this team going, what do we make of this team? Well, they're a high-variance team, and, and we know that the good can be really good. We're not asking anyone to be anything that they haven't shown us in flashes this year. And that's the, that's the thing that I think you, you can really point to and say, if you're someone who believes in Green Bay or believes in, in Aaron Rodgers or whatever it is, you can point to those moments, those drives. I mean, two drives in a row, they looked awesome against the Bears. And the rest of the drives, or the rest of the season, or the rest of the game, excuse me, they they just sort of meandered. And if they could look more like that for a full game, they would be a really, really, really good team. That's the difference, though, uh, between a good team and a great team, is great teams are like that more often than this team is. Peter Bukowski joining us here on Fox Sports Radio talking about the Packers-Vikings game tonight in Minneapolis. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Beyer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, born in, I was born and raised in the state of Wisconsin. One of the great family traditions as of late are the family talking about the Packers and complaining about Ted Thompson or Mike McCarthy. <laughs> they don't have those traditions anymore. But, Peter, I'm mm-hmm. going to ask you this. Should they start a new tradition complaining about what Brian Gutekunst has given Aaron Rodgers in terms of targets? Is there any validity? Is this still early to, to see? Because there was a time where Ted Thompson did provide targets for whether it be Brett Favre or whether it be Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Now with what he's got there, is it fair to criticize what Green Bay's got in their receiving core? I don't know that it's fair just from the standpoint of this is we're talking about year two for Brian Gibson. Sure. And and he came in with essentially the mandate to rewrite the, the recent history of the Packers' uh, inability to draft effectively. Ted Thompson was all-time great, like his first four or five years in Green Bay at finding, um, you know, not only did he sign Charles Woodson, which, you know, that was a franchise-altering decision, you know, in nearly the way that Reggie White was, uh, you know, back in, in the early 90s, but then he also drafts Aaron Rodgers. He finds guys like David Bakhtiari, Josh Sitton, TJ Lang in the fourth round, finds Jordy Nelson in the second round, Greg Jennings in the second round. They built that team through the draft, but 
over the last few years of the Ted Thompson tenure, they they were so um, inconsistent in finding those guys, and he was so adamant that you couldn't use trade and free agency to to buoy this these rosters. And so Brian Utekins has come in and said, "Look, here's here's the plan. There's going to be a, a change in approach." Spending money is back on the table. They did that this offseason, totally reworked this defense, and it has paid enormous dividends both culturally and on the field. You can't do everything at all times. They haven't invested the same level of top-tier draft capital in the offense as they have the defense because they've been trying to fix the defense, and and Aaron Rodgers has made up for all those deficiencies, right? Well, the Aaron Rodgers we've seen the last few years can't make up for those deficiencies in the same way. I think what you'll see this offseason is a concerted effort to recapture some of the, you know, they got Devontae Adams in the second round. They, they used to spend more draft capital on the, the you know, they, they drafted Randall Cobb in the second round in 2011 when they had guys at that position, and they were they were able to just sort of turn one pass catcher into another. Michael Finley, I mean, think of all the, the talent they were able to bring in there. They haven't spent the resources on it. I think you're going to see a difference this offseason because of, of the investments they've made in the defensive side that are now paying off. You know, in, in, in thinking about, you talk about them finding upgrades and replacements. At some point, they need to find a replacement for Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Do you think this could be the year where maybe they try and identify a young successor to his throne? It, it could be. And and remember, we we had reports that Brian Gutekinds really liked Drew Locke and and we, that it was not out of the question that he, that he would would target him, you know, whether it was with that second first round pick that they had at 30, who knows if that was just them saying, you know, this is a year where we've got two first round picks and so maybe we try something. That could have been their um their perspective on it, but this is a draft class where you could, you know, someone like Jordan Love uh could be a, a developmental player who it, it fits what Green Bay's timeline would be. You're thinking 2, 3 years down the line where, you know, if you go back to Ron Wolf and Bucky, you know this, mm-hmm. they used to draft a quarterback just about every year at some point. Yep. And he would, and that was the Ron Wolf way. And, and Ron Wolf, not only did, did he give way eventually to Ted Thompson, but he hired Brian Gutekunst. And so, uh, you know, they're aware of this tradition too. It's just something that I think in the new CBA can, can get a little more complicated than it used to be. I think that's something that they need to, to sort of get back to, even if it's the third round or the fourth round. Just just throw a dart and, and see if you can find someone. And, and worst-case scenario, in a couple of years, well, worst-case scenario, he's bad, and you got to move on. But maybe you can get him and, and trade him, and that's what Green Bay did. You know, How many times did they do that with backups in, in the Ron Wolf era? I mean, they traded a first-round pick for, for Matt, or got a first-round pick for Matt Hasselbeck traded Mark Brunel. I mean, there are so many of these players. Kurt Warner was in the Packers camp for, for a hot second. So, I mean, that, that, would, that would make some sense if they wanted to just say, okay, for the next five years, at least every other year, draft someone because you never know when Aaron is just going to be done. It's amazing. I think it's a perfect point to wrap up because I don't know if that NFL exists anymore. I know it doesn't yep. exist in Pittsburgh because anybody that is drafted behind Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger, he's going to play for ten more years. But I mean, to, to think that you know Brett Favre was so entrenched of where he was, 
That it, it wasn't. It was. It was. Everybody knew the plan. Nowadays, I'm not sure that's the case. Peter, we appreciate it. We could find your stuff again. SB Nation and the Lockdown Packers podcast, and we could find you on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Correct. Yep. Got all the deets right. Enjoy the game tonight, Peter. We'll do it again soon. I appreciate it. You too, guys. Take care. Merry, Merry Christmas to you and Happy New Year as well. Peter was gonna. Mm-hmm. He got a mayor in there. <laughs> the uh, but think about Aaron Brooks. I don't, I don't know if that was one of the quarterbacks that that he mentioned. He, I know he yes. mentioned Mark Brunel, Kurt Warner, but it was nowadays, and it's not just a Green Bay thing. You can't do that in the NFL without the quarterback. I mean, maybe outside of New England, but even in New England, you're like. Bill Belichick ready to move on from Tom Brady with Jimmy Garoppolo or Jacoby Brissett? Like, that sort of NFL doesn't exist like it did uh, back then. No, but I think you can. I, th- I think, obviously, uh, the CBA makes it uh, challenging because if you take someone high, you have them for four or five years, uh, depending on how you ex- decide to use the fifth-year option. But I think, you know, for whatever reason, uh, in a game where we always talk about competitive people always competing, compete for your spot, earn everything, the quarterback position is the only one where we don't hold them to the same standard. Uh, even you alluding to like, oh, in today's NFL, you can't really do that. Well, why not? Like, why can't the quarterback feel the presence of another young dude uh, in the quarterback room? So he ups his performance because ultimately you would always rather get rid of a player a year too early than a year too late. And so if we're constantly evaluating the quarterback position, I want to make sure I have a young guy ready to take over. I agree with that. But the reason I say is you can't do it is, and Ben Roethlisberger is the perfect example, Mason Rudolph was never going to take his job. Mason Rudolph was only going to take his job if Ben completely fell off the face of the earth or retired, which he had... It, it talked about. Yeah, yeah. He talked about ad nauseum, but then when they bring the quarterback in, he doesn't. Yeah, he's whatever. like, I'm going to stick around. And I don't mean to just put it all on Ben Roethlisberger, but it's just one of the established quarterbacks that you could put on the level of Brett mm-hmm. Favre. Brett Favre wasn't going to be challenged. Like, in that situation, like, Brett Favre's not thinking, are they going to play Mark Brunel over me? Maybe, gonna- but, but no, like 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 Dan, it's, it's, it's kind of like this. You have a show, and say all of a sudden they bring a co-host. You used to doing a solo show, then all of a sudden, bing! Hey, Bucky's going to coast. Oh, okay, no problem. But how secure are you? Do you feel I'll tell good? you what. You feel t- good? You feel good Doug Gottlieb spot? is not worried one iota about Dan Byer coming in and taking his spot. This is the old NFL. That's new NFL is, oh, my goodness, Tom Brady's feelings are hurt. Oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. what is going to happen? It's yeah, absurd. So, but I think, I think you can. I think you should always explore the possibility of upgrading um, the quarterback position, and you should – teach him and coach him and develop him. It's the biggest um, bargaining chip that oh, you yeah. can have, having a young quarterback that can play. And so if you can stockpile and have a handful of those, if you have a developmental system that enables you to be able to do that, then, man, you should be able to turn those guys out. So I would say not every year, but every other year, I'm hunting for quarterback. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Yesterday's scene in Los Angeles, Carson, California to be specific, was something else to say the least. We knew about opposing fans taking over when the Chargers are playing home games. Mm -hmm. But yesterday against the Raiders was another deal in itself. 
This was Chargers quarterback Phillip Rivers not only talking about what happened yesterday when the black hole moved south to Southern California, but really what these last three years have been like playing in Carson. We definitely have gotten used to it. What will be in years to come remains to be seen. But, uh, yeah, it was tough. It's it's tough. I mean, I, I think, again, that didn't have anything to do with the outcome of the game. But it, being someone that remembers what it used to be like in home games, it, it was it's pretty it's pretty bad. No, I do think that the NFL really got a good look at what it would have been like if the Raiders were in Los Angeles. I mean, like I, I know there were mm-hmm. a lot of reasons why they did not want the Raiders here. They didn't want to take over. Yeah, they yeah. Didn't want, they didn't want the silver and black takeover. But that's the Raiders would have taken over. Yeah, but now when you're looking at what you have, nothing. Yeah, wouldn't you rather have the takeover than than anything else? Yeah, I mean, I I think this was kind of fell and botched from the start. I felt like San Diego, if San Diego was going to move the Chargers, meaning if they were going to move closer to L.A. to try and get some of that, I think they shouldn't come north of South Orange County because that would enable them to continue to get the San Diego market, Little Orange County, that could be their L.A. With the Rams already here, to come all the way up here, they're so far away from their established fan base in San Diego that they can't get those people to come up every weekend. And so – they're kind of nomads. And then when you look at the team, look, I, I like the team, but I don't know if there's star power that will make me drop what I'm doing on a Sunday to go watch them. And I think that's what we're seeing. No one is really excited about the charges up here because they really don't have roots in this area. But does it, doesn't it also reflect very poorly on the NFL owners for making the decisions that they forced the Spanos family to make uh, – for the reluctance to have the Raiders in Los Angeles, all for the sake of their own interests as owners. I understand it's their league. I don't. I, I don't. I don't fault Dean Spanos for moving the team. I know that there's a, a lot of history in San Diego, but mm-hmm. when you were given the options that he had, where everything ended up coming to, I actually don't blame him for doing that. What I believe is how the situation unfolded when you see this fan base of Raider fans that now will just go three hours to Las Vegas. And in in part of that piece by ESPN that was done last month, that is now a problem of the NFL owners, that they're mad of, wow, there's going to be this whole fan base that is just going to drive three hours to Las Vegas now and watch the Raiders, when maybe they should have just been open to the Raiders coming to L.A. all along and you wouldn't have this problem. No, you wouldn't have had this problem. But, yeah, I think there's a level of excitement in Vegas um, about what could be, I think, uh, you have Southern California Raider fans who are excited about the prospect of either taking short flights, driving over, or maybe when the train is is built that enables you to get mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, and if you go there with a good product, which it looks like the Raiders are going to be a good product by the time they open up the stadium, yeah, I think there's a lot of excitement um, building around the Raiders. And I don't know if that same momentum is being built in L.A. with the Chargers and even with the Rams because, look, Two years ago, we thought those two teams could possibly meet in the Super Bowl. A year later, neither team is in the playoffs. And there's serious questions about the team construction of both teams. Mm -hmm. And and I think the momentum of the Rams, the Rams are always going to have their fans that have been Rams fans in L.A. that that never left. They're always going to be there. It's getting the new ones. I think the NFL would have been better off, and I'm not the first to say this, but now with knowing what you know, the Raiders should have been in L.A., the Chargers going to Las Vegas would have been new. That would have been different. I don't know how feasible it would mm-hmm. have been for that to happen, but to be so close to home to the point that you're making, 
Yeah, it's and and I, and I blame the I blame the NFL owners that were involved because they were doing stuff for their own interest or they had a grudge with Mark Davis. Or they were trying to protect Dean Spanos. Whatever the case may be, there should have been a way to figure out how to get the Raiders in LA to make it work, and that didn't happen because it sure worked for the Raiders yesterday against the Chargers. Yeah, it absolutely worked for them. Uh, it it did work for them. And look, the Chargers have serious issues. I know they're going to have to make a decision whether it's the coach or the quarterback. I would say uh, keep the coach, move on from the quarterback, but we'll see. And we'll that's see what it looks and like. actually I think that's why Philip Rivers made the comments that he made yesterday. He knows. Yeah, like he knows. He also needs to speak up about what actually happened because that was the time to do it. There's not going to be any more games there. He may not be the Chargers starting quarterback anymore after this next week. Yeah. So that was the time to do it and actually feel really bad for Philip Rivers and Give mm-hmm. him kudos to say it. What's why that? You, why you feel bad for Phillip Rivers? Because he's he's a he's a a great quarterback. Hall of Fame will de- be debated, but the final three years of his career had to be played in unwelcome. He had to play forty eight road games to end his career. Mm-hmm. That's tough. He's Bucky Brooks. That was with the compassion of a former I mean, player in Pierre. Like, yeah, I mean, all right, it's whatever. Tough. It's tough. I mean, I, I, I bet. I, I, I bet. I bet <laughs> Those games wouldn't have felt like road games if he wasn't playing for the other team, too, with all those turnovers. Oh, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying, behind Jameis, he's right there. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. There it is. Bucky Badgers, <laughs> Phillip Rivers, the new segment here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Bucky Brooks. Get him on Twitter, at Bucky Brooks. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Coming up next, a future Hall of Famer might have played his last game in the NFL. We'll share that with you next year on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Bucky Brooks. Glad to have you along today as we are sitting in for Doug. Week 16 tonight, Packers and Vikings from Minneapolis should be a dandy. Speaking of dandies, let's bring in our good friend Isaac Lohenkron with a segment we like to call The Press. The Press Today is brought to you by True Car, and sports information is vital, and it's no different when you're shopping for a car. That's why True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want, so when you're ready to discover, buy, or sell your next car, visit True Car. Isaac, what do you got? All right, we have, to begin with, an item in two tweets, as Ooh, is so often the case right. these days. So here's the first tweet from Chris Mortensen regarding... Ben Roethlisberger. I've talked to people who have spoken with him, and he has some doubt whether he's really going to play football again. And now for the clarification tweet, which was just tweeted 52 seconds ago. Clarity to calm down the masses. The Steelers are now optimistic Ben Roethlisberger will recover from elbow surgery to reattach three tendons. Not cleared to throw yet, but he is tracking better, and Ben himself wants and expects to play in 2020 <laughs> and beyond uh, per sources. By the way, cool. I, I, I don't know much. That's not clarification. That is a complete retraction right. and opposite of what was treated. Right. Right. He, he, he just drives me crazy. He, he drives me crazy. All of it. Like he, he just can't help himself. Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. Yeah. Ben I thought he meant Mortensen. No. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> this is usually not Mortensen's uh, deal to flip flop. Like this that, is this know, is right? Ben's mo though. When he knows that he's needed, 
when when the quarterbacks are like the guy that walked by three hours ago with earbuds in at the studio, when that's what you're getting from the quarterback position, to say that you may retire is such a way for, oh, no, Ben, don't leave. Please don't leave. Ben, you've got to come back. It's okay, I'll come back. No, Rex Ryan, it is accurate. It is very accurate. Bucky knows it. I know it. You should know it as well. And as for, let's <laughs> let's clarify Oh, he's he's not dead. He's alive. Just to clarify, so and so has not died. For clarification purposes, they are alive and well. It should be a retraction. Am I right? Am I right, Isaac? I mean, yeah, yes. So, yeah. Col- Bucky, yeah. Yeah. In, in fact, I just typed "clarity to calm down the masses" into Google Translate, and it came back retraction. So n- nice to know that about Chris Mortensen. <laughs> All right, on to another quarterback. Tom Brady interviewed on the Greg Hill Show earlier today and touched on a. Topics including his father, Tom Brady Sr., and being sort of, but not sort of, banned from speaking to the media a few years ago. Let's hear it from Tom Brady Jr. himself. Well, apparently he hasn't listened because he's still talking to the media. (laughs) My dad, he is just an amazing man. He's very uh, forthcoming with information. So I keep telling Dad, of course they're going to keep calling because you keep talking. And everyone, when you speak, you think I'm speaking, but I'm not speaking. I said, it's hard for me to tell you anything because what I've learned is I just can't tell my dad anything. He has his own opinions and dad's dad too. So and I love my dad. You know, he's an incredible man and been my role model in my life. But he does <laughs> like to talk. So rest assured out there, when families all over America are banning their crazy uncles from speaking at the table during Christmas dinner, Tom Brady has to deal with the same sort of issues. Uh, uh, By the way, guilty as charged for booking a guest who was a relative of someone who was in the news. It's happened before. (laughs) Joining Joining us now is Tom Brady's brother. (laughs) Greg? Greg, Peter, or Bobby? (laughs) Very good. Very good. Now, I I have booked a family member of someone who was in the news. I thought it was appropriate, and it worked out well. But, yeah. Hey, we can't get Tom Brady. Let's just get Tom Brady Sr. And Hey, on the rundown that producers sent out, you're not lying when it says Tom Brady's on the list. Roger that. I want to do a segment, by the way, booking famous – Booking people with famous names. So we just have a Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, you know, Bryce Harper show where it's just guys named Bryce Harper. I don't know how many Tiger Woods there are. How about we book Tom Brady's sister, Marsha, to talk about when she hit him in the (laughs) nose with a football growing up. (laughs) Finally, Dallas Cowboys Executive Vice President Stephen Jones on a radio appearance today on 105.3 The Fan says he is still as bullish on quarterback Dak Prescott as ever. Jones said, and I quote, I don't have the patience to with you today. I'm sorry, wrong wrong button there. He said, quote, we have all the confidence in the world in Dak. We've never blinked on that. I think Dak has given us every opportunity to have success this year. I'm as bullish on Dak as I've ever been, unquote. Oh, you good with that, Bucky? I'm absolutely good with it. He's the best thing they've had. I like how they booked Jerry Jones' kid for that. You know, just on the heels, just, just a little joke. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. <laughs> you ever see the Brady Bunch episode where Joe Namath was on? 
Joe Namath. I know, I yeah, when Bobby was one. sick, and then they I'm tried to fool to have it. Joe Namath come over because Bobby had told his friends he was with Joe Namath. The greatest thing is the backyard. They made a field, and it was you, you only have like 12 yards, yet somehow they were able to fit an end zone and about four yard lines. And then Bobby, <laughs> Bobby Brady caught the touchdown pass at the end, and Joe Namath ran off a winner. It was fun. Merry Christmas, Man, Bucky. Merry Christmas, you too. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.